<laughs> no, the the cold open is you saying. We, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan <laughs> Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast. This is your very frequently happening rhetorical assault of the news cycle, the people that make it, and occasionally ourselves. I'm Camille Foster. Magorical, rhetorical, shit. <laughs> I am delighted to be here with you. Uh, I do various things at Place Call Freethink most of the time when I'm not doing remarkable things here for you on the fifth column podcast. And I'm you know, there are other people in the room. I should probably go around the room and introduce those folks. Um, but I, I also just want to share with you from... Uh, no, I'm just going to... Michael Moynihan, Vice News, he's here. Can, do I get to, to say um, that I do amazing things too or not? No. I mean, no. I don't really, but... Don't. Exactly. I mean, no. I do. Is there evidence? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Stop digging through my shit. Editor uh, of Large Reason Magazine also here. Just great. Amazingly, he took a shower. That's... Uh, I, did. <laughs> I did. We are yes. recording in the same uh, building again. We're back in, in yeah. Williamsburg. We are. Stupid uh, table. The stupid, at the stupid table. Uh, and I did take a shower because I realized what happened happens when it's 970 degrees out in new york uh-huh. number one and number two when i don't see other humans Wait, because you're not bathing well it's not that i'm not bathing camille <laughs> i'm just not paying a lot of attention oh my God. to it you know i'm not i don't smell like dracar noir huh. like it's 1987 yeah. or something i don't i yeah. i I, I think I'm okay. There's no water for shortage. You, well, there is, actually. I mean, should, water, well, they turned the water off here. You should actually ago. bathe oh. like four times a day at this I point do, in New York. You know, Especially if, if you like try to jog like no, you do. No, 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 no. Oh it's not, I'm ambling down the street, packing <laughs> and stuff. But it's 9.15. And you know it's been a hot day. I'm doing it for you guys, and you give me a hard time. About no, it. I, I, Good thank God. you. I appreciate that. You know who bathes on a reg on a regular basis because uh, uh, she's not a disgusting human. Nancy Rollman. Nancy right Rollman. Right 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 she's horrible. <laughs> she, she, she fresh from Portland. The word I, fresh uh, in Portland don't uh, actually. Yeah, well. right now it doesn't. If you can <laughs> well, smell my little mask that got yeah. all gassed and snotted. Through, well, you've been dressed probably... in fatigues, beating the snot out of Antifa members. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why they, they call. Especially Actually. black people. Yeah. I well, hear. hey. Wait a second. Know. There's black people in Portland. Well, she has on this Six. All Lives Matter T-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just has. It has the black guy in well, Portland's name on it. Yeah. There, there Steve's Lives Matters. Oh my god. But but Nancy, you've been yep. in Portland for how long? Like several days, I, five week, days, a week. I ducked out a week ago yesterday okay. and then now, came back. Now you have a special connection to Portland, I, but you were also special? there covering. Yeah. The yep. current events for I, a reason. That's right. I, I I lived there for 15 years, mm-hmm. and then uh, actually was up until recently. Right. It, I moved back last summer. Back to New York City, where I'm from. What a what a wonderful decision you I'm made. I'm so delighted. But yeah. uh, the timing is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> not soon, not too, soon enough. Um, but um, we were actually having dinner a week ago with uh. With Jake Siegel over at Matt's house. And Jake's Jake like, Siegel. you know, I can't figure out what's going on That's over a good Jake Portland. Wow. Yeah. And I got That's up like the Tom Waits meets Jake Siegel. So I got up the next morning. I, I texted Matt. I was like, you think Catherine wants something from reason? She's like, ask her. I asked her. She's like, go. So hmm. I ducked out and um, was able to write um, four or five stories mm-hmm. pretty quick. Um, of, I think, it seems to me... Um, you know, we were getting two stories from Portland. You're either, it's, you know, it's absolute chaos. It's on fire. The yeah. whole city is Antifa. Yeah. Or you're getting, you know, um, look at these, you know, wonderful 
feds that are saving Portland from itself. Right. Right. Well, I guess that would be the same story. <clears throat> that's no, the same right, story. That's the same story. Right. Yeah, no, it's like, the, look, I mean, I got to switch it. Right. Coming to America. The right, fascism story. coming, like Gestapo, Gestapo, Gestapo. Yeah. And neither of those is the story. So I am, I am shocked I, to hear that. Isn't that Nancy? amazing that they I only had like their shocked. two ideological lenses yeah. on? Um, so it was, it was, uh, it was good to be there. Well, I want to talk about that at length. Yep. Um, there, there are other things going on. I don't know if we actually want to talk about any of that stuff. Kamala Harris, who is apparently vying for, for the vice presidency, but there are people How who How do you vie for her. the vice presidency? Do you just like call it, Joe Biden a lot? Carry on campaigns to denigrate other people who are running for office. Who's do whatever you can. To hopefully Susan Rice. That's all I care about. Certainly Susan Rice, who yeah. also definitely wants to be vice president. I, it's one of those, I don't think anyone who really wants the job should get the job. That's good. That's a true. That's, That's how it should it's be. The same thing with the presidency. Yeah. Because if you want the job, you're mentally ill. And Joe Biden really wants the job. He's, He's wanted he, the job for a long time. <laughs> 50 years. I don't know that Donald yeah, Trump wants the job. See what I just did there? MAGA. All over you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's what we said that. last time. People said that last time that, that he, he didn't, didn't really want the, want the job. He wanted to like start a mega media company. I think that's so this was probably. Gonna... True. I think that's probably true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if the best five seconds of video that nobody has, which I'd love to see, was when he's told that he won, he'd be like, "Oh, oh my god, <laughs> wait, what? Seriously? Do you remember? No, you want no, like the the like the president. Like the like, the, what the fuck? Seriously, <laughs> the end of the graduate, except with people even stupider. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but that's that's going on. Uh, we've we. I, should I just tease China again and then we not talk about it? Red China? Yeah, I'll just tease that. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've, oh my we've God, done, things yeah. are going on in China. Yes, in Hong are. Kong. Yes. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. Not even well, if you subscribe to the Patreon, we can do a China. We should do a China episode. Actually, we, I'm working on it. You're um, working on it. Yeah, yeah. We've got a correspondent in China who I we have one with the fifth column correspondent. No, he works for a major media outlet. Oh, yeah, we've talked yeah, about this. Yeah, some things. So we're going to hook that up. Yeah. But, but it won't just be for the Patreon, but maybe we'll do it for the Patreon first. Cause we got a lot of, we got a lot of shit going. We, we got, got a like, lot full coming. We yeah. just keep doing the thing. Yeah. Just to let people know in, yeah. in case they don't subscribe to the let Patreon. Let them know, Matt. Let them know, Matt. Talk to them, Matt. <laughs> the last, Talk your shit, Matt. The last Patreon was pretty good. It was yeah, great. That's we're, true. we're in the room, like Camille's going around the, the stupid table, introducing the guests, mm-hmm. but the real presence in this room, the ghostly apparition that mm-hmm. haunts our dreams and nightmares is Busty Wimsett. Busty Wimsett is in, is in the He's house. actually he's in, in this he's room. In the, he's yeah. He can see yeah. the stupid table. Yeah. He can see the Nazi books. Yes. It's true. The yes. commie posters. Uh, yes, yeah. you can see the North Korean posters, the Cultural Revolution posters. He's, and I'll tell you, people, if you get to the level of Busty Wimsett, and that is the financial level, by the way, just for the record. Um, <laughs> you also participation yeah, first I, off the draw. I, I've never met the guy. I don't even, who is this guy? <laughs> you just told, you just like put me a note. Like he's a Patreon guy. You get there too, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Americans, and some Canadians. You too can take a place at the stupid table. Now, do, but you have, the to, you have to actually yeah, explain who Busty Wimsat is, Matt, because there's a lot of inside baseball, but we, we really do have, Thousands and thousands and thousands Andrew of listeners. Andrew is somebody I met for the first time, I do believe. Um, and he, he he doesn't have a microphone, so he's screwed. He can't, yeah, he yeah, can't yeah. correct no, any no, of this. Denigrate him. He's like yeah. shaking his head furiously. <laughs> he's yeah. ripping off his clothes. He's crying. I'm, I'm still um, shocked met, by all of the him. racial slurs that I, I met him. Yeah, you met him at the race science Outside. conference, right? Yes. Phrenology. Phrenology. Advanced phrenology. He had the on and was just sort of like going after skulls. so good at it. Like he read my skull and he was like, you're a genius. How much larger did he say the white brain is? So I went to the Texas Tribune Festival in, I want to say, 2018 Uh in September, 
uh, Texas Tribune, nice people who started a nonprofit news organization about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, very interesting model. They do good work. Uh, and they put on this big uh, conference festival in Austin, Texas. I think they do other ones in other big Texas cities as well. Yeah. We, uh, Reason has a lot of friends in Austin, Texas, including a lot yes. of, of great um, uh, listeners uh, to this podcast. So Reason had a happy hour before all this started. And Andrew came to the happy hour. And uh, uh, there's uh, there like 30, 40 people there. It was great. Yeah. Wimsett was there. He went to everything. We hung out a bunch, lots of drinks with uh, especially Iowa Hawk. And in fact, I'm uh, I'm bummed that the, you know, that coronavirus killed 140, 50,000 people, but also that that process uh, canceled the Libertarian Party convention because that was going to happen in Austin this time well, around. It also canceled our, our, our tour. Yeah. Because we True. were starting. We, were, we had already the DC one booked. And we were kind of slowly teasing that one. And, and we did it. the tires on. Yeah. Kicking the tires. We, did it. we did a test uh, run. We actually ran that as a podcast we recorded with Michael Barbaro of uh, the New York Times daily podcast at the Comedy Cellar. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said, hey, let's take this on the road. Kind of, you know, took the temperature of our listeners. And yeah. they were all like, you know, four people were like, you know, come to South Dakota. And I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's just, the car is literally <laughs> idling outside. I don't know where that is, but it's probably close. And this is back before I had, we had our COVID car. <laughs> Before we had our COVID cars, I yeah. mean, we had our COVID cars then. Oh man, we're just gonna it's be like barnstormers just across Wilkes the nation. Bar, here we <laughs> come. <laughs> Wilkes-Barre, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you expect it me is. to pronounce it right? This also they have a minor league baseball team. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what, the was this I hear about like COVID and baseball? Have they suspended the season again? The Marlins they, like, canceling the, games. What happened? The, the now started. Miami uh, Marlins um, have had like fourteen players test it's positive. The Miami Marlins, now? <gasps> yeah, they Miami, changed from yeah. Florida. They're yeah. all dumb. It's a stupid franchise. Yeah. Um, it's like the Washington football team, uh, yeah, which is <laughs> yes. also great. changing your name. I kind of love that though. That's just generic, like tomato yeah. soup. It's good. Yeah. Right? I, I, I just, think they kind of do that with uh, soccer in Europe. Right? I'll never stop calling. I don't them know. The How would I know? Never. I won't hate them so I do hate bad. Them. Thousand, so Wimsat, so he's a big fan of the Moynihan Patreon outros as well. I, and I also quickly, before I forget, I want to thank the woman. Um, and by the way, so many new subscribers, like 80% of them women. It's very Ooh. strange. We have a big rush of women, but a woman who, who made a Spotify playlist of all of the outro music from Patreon. Uh, which That's is really, really cool. Um, wow. let's, I'll some, post it somewhere. Someone post that, at least on the Patreon yeah, uh, thing or whatever. I'll post it on, on That'd Twitter. That'd be great. Too. That's yeah. enough about him. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Yeah, he's done. Uh, <laughs> so, I did, I'm, like, I'm literally getting him an Uber right Get out of here. I was going to say it's So, let's talk about Portland because, you know, there are other things going on. Oh, yeah, COVID. Apparently, there was a rally in front of building in dc today that same one of those doctors who was uh in like, that conspiracy documentary yeah, well oh, not yeah. a conspiracy documentary but they were miscounting the number of covid cases and infections and deaths actually you know what i'm just gonna cut this was this that in, in florida where they were no was, these were the guys in california okay. there was the, the pair of doctors who had the video that oh, got taken down guys. from, yeah, yeah, from yeah, youtube yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. fine i'm just gonna cut this shit yeah so yeah, I mean there are COVID cases uh, that seem to be going up. Death rates are seeming to also seem to be going up slightly, a little less substantial. Um, but we can bypass that and let's just talk about Portland. I, well, and let's talk about Portland and Seattle and the various other places that seem to be having pretty substantial demonstrations, exclusively peaceful protests, and yeah. Antifa <laughs> is a lie. I want to um, tee it up just by saying two things. One. Is that again recording on Monday this past uh, weekend? Mm-hmm. 
there were riots in Seattle, um, in Los Angeles, even in New York City, although we didn't hear too much That's about it. That's what I heard. Yep. Was, um, it, was yep. it a riot? I mean, I know there were a long, it was a colored women's march or a black women's march. Which is it? One second. Is it, is it uh, like colored people or? Um, I don't know. You put a preposition, you flip it around. It it's was fine. something. <laughs> there, were, there was protests and violence at yeah. least, right? The, I think it was officially designated as a riot in Seattle, in Aurora, Colorado. Right. Um, By the police. Where, where there was a shooting. Trust. Too, and a, the shooting was uh, a protester who ended up trying to shoot at a car who was driving through a, the were trying to drive through the highway and ended up shooting two other protesters. This is in Aurora. Aurora. Colorado, right. Yeah. And in Austin, yeah. Texas, a guy who's a self-identified libertarian, a member of the libertarian party was shot to death. Um, he had come mm-hmm. to the uh, protest with an AK 47. Um, and was it an AK? He yes. identified it as yeah. an AK. That's, yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Uh, in an interview prior like, to him right right not minutes before he died. Right. AK-47. No. Yeah. He brought an AK-47 yeah. uh, to a protest, Jeez. and uh, there was a motorist, and uh, this protester, Garrett Foster, your Brother. distant relation, uh, yeah. um, uh, uh, showed up and uh, and got shot, and there's a lot of confusion associated with New York Magazine has a really good kind of uh, um, mm-hmm. best TikTok through it. So we had a lot of riots and violence and unrest and tumult in the country. That's step one. And step two, just to tee up uh, Nancy oh. here is again going back to the conversation that we had um not just with uh Jacob Siegel but uh also just in general like on Twitter there was a sense when Portland was blowing up 10 days ago like how is there anyone we can trust out right. there yeah. and it's weird that the answer is no yeah like i think we've even talked about it among ourselves like and and it could be our own failing to appreciate the great reporting at the Willamette Week or the Oregonian and other places, but all those places, Nancy's vigorously shaking her head yeah. no. Yeah. Um, those places, which I know very well, my parents are from Portland, Oregon, have long uh, standing connections to the place, um, have all been decimated and then have shot themselves in the foot. National media has been retreating. I mean, we had uh, settlements with the Covington kid with the Washington Post this week. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's been retreating. And so that you, ha- you have people, including Andrew Sullivan, um, a past guest on this program um who have said uh you know like i'd be great to trust reporting and so when we were talking about this like hey you should go and do some reporting and nancy did and i thought it was great so what the hell nancy what's going on uh well i besides jake siegel kind of goosing me to go there i had started a little couple days before just on my own like let me let me interview some people that i know out there and most of the people i know there are not reactionary they might be a little right they might be a little left but i trust them basically to tell me what was going on but i was like i can't can't get the story and do it this way. So I just landed on the ground on a Sunday, kind of woke up in the morning and started shooting some video of myself, just telling what was going on. I was staying in Northeast Portland. It looked like Portland in the summertime. It was beautiful. The birds were tweeting. It was sunshiny, which made me realize, I was like, okay, so we're basically talking about two blocks in Portland. It's the two blocks in front of Justice Center and the federal building Mm -hmm. where all of this shit is going down every night. Yes, they're marching in different areas, but that's what everyone sees on TV, right? They don't go out to the cafe in Northeast Portland and look at the birds tweeting. They look at the show that's going on every Mm -hmm. night. And depending on how you shoot that show, you see a patriotic American waving a flag peacefully, or you see um, you see, you know, these same people that were waving the flag smashing in the front of the building. So I went down there, I looked at the front of it. I, I can tell you the two buildings I've reported for both of them. I actually did not recognize the buildings. I mean, it's as if you went into where you go to Fox or where you shoot and you're like, wait, 
is this the building? That's how different. Is that because physically they have been so first it was justice center. Justice center is where the cop shop is and where there's, you basically bring prisoners and then like bureaucratic stuff upstairs. It used to have like this nice stairway and a face. It's nothing now. It's just all kind of white and boarded over because it had been smashed in so many times. That's the story I did of the woman that was locked in the basement when they, you know, protesters broke in and they set fires and they were throwing out office stuff and she's in the basement. Right. And it's like, you know, one thing that someone said to me is, or no, actually you were saying it on the last Patreon. It actually choked me up. I was driving to see a uh, Brett and Heather, uh, Brett uh, Weinstein and Heather Hying. And you're talking last Patreon. It's like, I've never seen people preaching peace so much or so non-peaceful preaching love so much who are so absolutely so hateful. hateful. Yeah. And you know, these, you know, people, they're breaking in a building. They're talking, you know, like, Black Lives Matter, right? Okay, well, how mm-hmm. do you know there's not a black person in the basement right now? You know, which there is. Mm-hmm. So, like, who's in the basement? Who's in the building so, when this happens every night, or is it every night, or what? What is that? All right, so right. And, and I think I, I think we may actually need to take a step back because sure. you mentioned that this has been going on for days, sure. it's something like fifty days. There's been consistent demonstrations, but some the feds have been on the ground since when? Like. Early July, yes, July, I can, July 4th, 4th or 5th, I think. I yeah. can try to give you a little context, which okay. might explain why it's happening in Portland now, because I think it's there's actually a reason why it's happening. Okay. So uh, there's been like 12 years of weak mayors. There's been 12 years of animosity between the police and the mayor. And the city just is kind of getting more and more progressive. And the progressive, you know, the city councilmen are telling, no, you have to do this police. You know, when the ICE demonstrations were happening, you weren't allowed to arrest protesters, which you alluded to earlier today on the Mm -hmm. Reason podcast. So you had this sort of like hands-off policing. When the George Floyd protests started, the police still had, you know, pretty much a lot of their rights to do what they want. And they, you know, they didn't cover themselves in glory. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. You had some pretty peaceful marches, a little bit of it got out of hand. The police were kind of hitting some people. They were using tear gas. Of course, this just inflamed the crowds. Right. Um, so now the crowds are coming out and they're demonstrating in front of Justice Center. They're like, they're, they're, they're aiming their wrath. They want to defund the police. Like Portland wants to defund the police. And I'm not just talking about the citizens that are coming out and demonstrating. I'm talking about like the city council wants to de- defund the police. And mm-hmm. the mayor is, well, the mayor's trying to play it both ways. But anyway, it was kind of hot. Then the feds came in. The feds came in because the protesters started to just uh, uh, direct more of their wrath at the federal building, right? right. And Trump, you know, Trump is going to Trump, right? Mm. Uh, they can't control themselves. We're going to go here and do this. But there wasn't really a plan. Like, what do you say? Okay, we're going to send in these 40 Border Patrol agents and DHS, and that's going to quell everything. And, and, and is it 40? I mean, tell no, me how many there are. I actually, do you have any idea? I, do, I don't know the answer to that. I will tell you Because that, when I saw that they were re-upping, because there's this, this uh, story today that they're actually adding some more people, mm-hmm. the number seemed, it was like 12 or something. It seemed very small. But I, And so then I started thinking, like, you know, in my mind, because of the, the coverage that I've seen, is that I imagine there's like hundreds and hundreds of them. I don't think so. And yeah, I mean, because there's... there. And now I'm asking that question primarily because you're saying it's focused almost exclusively on this building. It's one building. Okay. Okay. Now I've spent, you know, three nights down at that building. I know that sounds like a parachute reporter, but okay. Um, okay. You're also from right. No, and I, and I, and you know, I can, I kind of know the lay of the land, which was nice to be able to drop into the story and not have to like learn everything right away. So the federal building, it's a big, takes up a whole block. 
the face of it is completely gone. It doesn't look anything like it used to. It's all sort of plywooded and they call, you know, the, the more liberal press is like, yes, and the feds are up there and they're like murder windows, like looking out. Well, basically what happens is you get the kind of peaceful, I'm kind of jumping forward, but you get the peaceful protesters coming through. They start around eight o'clock right. and there were like 10,000 of them, yeah. right? And they kind of, they kind of divide up like part of them in front of the justice building and they're screaming the slogans and, you know, but they're also screaming, you know, all cops are bastards. Now these are the peaceful protesters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're really, they're pretty obnoxious, mm-hmm. but that's their right. They'd be obnoxious as they want. And then they mill around and now they've got the wall of moms, which mm-hmm. I think- <laughs> Wall of moms uh, and a wall of vets. The wall yeah. of moms, yeah. which I was told was sort You're of- You're a reporter of moms because <laughs> you're a mom. So therefore yeah. you're a reporter mom. I have, that's mom right. Mom reporter. I have that. Instead of press, I have mom yeah. Yeah, right? on my on my. If uh, we ever want there. people to sympathize with that's you, right. sorry, our friend, reporter mom. That's <laughs> 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 right. Um, so uh, the wall of moms, apparently, from what I was told, I, I haven't, I don't know this for sure. I'll never know. Is, um, you know, Antifa was like, it, there were people that were already posting there, women, lots of women. I got to say people like, oh, it's all young dudes. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. There are lots of chicks out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, you know, we could be moms, right? So they kind of like, we're moms now in yellow. And they recruited some other moms. And the first night, there were like 15 of them. And it's like, oh, the wall of moms, the press went nuts. The next night, there were hundreds because mm-hmm. they put it out on Facebook. And this is a very sweet song to middle-aged Portland women. Okay. Mm. It's like, I can be part of the solution. I support these young people. I don't really know what's going on. I don't really know if I want to defund the police, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Black lives matter and I'm going to get out there. So now there are hundreds. I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing that your voice <laughs> counts for a lot more if you didn't use a condom. It's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. That's yours. You have no. your opinions. Are, wow. No, this is really been, no. Come on. Like, look, people on the left say this and they're right to say this. When people say veterans, he was a veteran. Like, what does it matter? Somebody did something. They're a veteran. They have a wall of vets now, too. They have a wall of vets. Exactly. I was leading to this thing of using this thing that everyone does is this identity in a very, they're saying, hey, only thing we care about is identity, right? So let's do it in the way that Americans care about it, moms and vets. They also, the moms were first in yellow. They were two nights. The third night, the dads came out in orange. I happen to be hanging out on this. Come, and look, you're wearing orange. I know. Yo, dude. Um, you I'm will on, not get by me. I am, <laughs> no Pazaran. I was on this uh, little corner where these like citizen motorcyclists set up so that cars don't go in and ram. And I noticed like two by two, three by three, like a lot of the LARPers, the black, you know, the kids in black, but also like yeah. a bunch of dads in orange. And I wound up talking to a couple of them and they literally greet each other. It's like, Hey Joe, how you doing? God, it really didn't recognize you in the mask. How are the kids? And I was like, okay, here are the dads. Hey, check it out. The next day, I can't be sure, but I'm pretty sure one of those guys was arrested and he was a lawyer, a 43 year old attorney hmm. and in his orange. So, you know, yeah, he's a dad, but he's also causing shit. Hmm. Fine. Okay. Yeah. I want to, I want to actually come back and talk about the arrest a little bit, but yep. I, I also want to talk a bit about, how things have ratcheted up because you mentioned first you had sort of these two consecutive nights with the right. wall of moms and then the dads were around. And then you also had the vets that showed up and around the third or fourth night, all of, all of this amplification is taking place as a result of the federal presence and the conflict that were taking place in the street between 
national uh, federal police or federal law enforcement officers and demonstrators because it sounded like things were at least starting to taper off a bit and they were then yes there was the federal action yes. and that is when things started to ramp so up again. i was told when i got hit the ground everybody told me the same thing yeah there had been the marches things were starting to cool down the feds came in and they ramped up mm-hmm. so you have the bit you still lots and lots of people marching we were, I was kind of calling them the, the, the 200, the 200 that stayed afterwards, you know, the kids dressed in black with helmets and their skateboards where yeah. they're bringing, you know, lasers or whatever it is. Yeah. And, they've, and they Even, are the ones who've sort of been out. Oh, they're there. Throughout the, okay. the, the, for the duration of these protests. Well, I don't know if, I don't know if they've been out in the duration or now they're seeing their opportunity. Mm-hmm. I have no idea because listen, people have, they have been in the house for three months. It's already a city that likes to march. We know that. Yeah. And now there is an opportunity to get out all their, whether it's genuine rage at a particular thing, or they just want to fuck shit up. And I will tell you, I was there for a week. I saw the 200 go to 300, go to the last night I was there. There were about 2,000 of them out there for the show. And check yeah. this out. And I here is what's actually, I am absolutely sure it's happening. And I wrote down a little uh, evidence of it. I get there and I sent you guys this, I sent you guys that video. I get there on Saturday night, the federal building and against the wall, there is a pretty high tech laser show going on that is flashing the names of the murdered black people murdered by police. And it is not something like that, you know, easy made in her room. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, Pretty high tech. Yeah. You're saying it's made okay. by Doritos, essentially. Exactly. <laughs> it also has no, a Black Lives no. Matter thing going That's, down here. And, okay, no, this is exactly right. It's widened, Kennedy. And it felt sort of like it felt sort of like Vegas. Even like people behind me were like, "Yo, dude, yeah. check it out." Here's the thing: there's no concerts, there's no bars, there's no movies. This, this is, is, is the this show. This is the show. This is the show. Yeah. So I, I yeah, nothing I, else to do. Go down. This is it. Go downtown for a little and bit of the old it's ultra. It's reliable violence. and it's free. Yeah. And you can also now be like part of whatever it is that you think is going to happen. These kids, people, whoever's out there, they are provoking the feds for hours mm-hmm. before there's any response from the building. Now, I've also hours. seen, I've also seen footage though of demonstrators who are trying to encourage folks to say, get back from the fencing, which apparently has to be erected like most days again, because they will destroy the fencing that is surrounding these federal buildings. Well, so did you witness any of that dynamic? They, so when the first night I was there, there was fencing mm-hmm. and it got destroyed and they ripped it down and they got inside. The second night I went down, their fences were gone. It was like another tactic. Like, okay, yeah. we're going to, and that was very interesting because mm-hmm. the, the kids, the, whatever you want to call them, the demonstrators didn't have anything to fight against. So they're like, uh, 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 what do I do? Right? <laughs> so, so they're like, literally like skateboarding. There was some girl twerking and it was like, they're like smacking. I was with a friend. We're there for three hours. He's like, did anybody think to bring a hammer? They're like literally scrabbling with their hands at the plywood. But eventually um, they did get it down and yeah. they, they aggressed. Is that even a word? I think so. Yeah, I think for, I would easy three hours. Before the first tear gas volleys came out. Yeah. Now. And I imagine there are warnings that are happening before. The they're telling them, right. guys, you know, this yeah, is yeah. the federal government. Get away from the building. Yeah. And this to be clear, just- where, where are local cops, if anywhere? Aha. Okay. So this gets, I kind of circle back to what I was talking about. So the Portland police, you know, early on didn't cover themselves in glory. They passed new, uh, they were not, something else. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get it exactly right. They're mm-hmm. like, you are not to interfere, number one. Number two, just last week, you are not allowed to coordinate with the feds. Whoa. 
You are not allowed to coordinate with the feds because it had turned out but that- the city government that's has passed right, this. They have passed this. So now it had turned out that, I don't know if the, the cops were in the fed building or right. if the feds were in the cop building. They were just trying to get like a little grasp on this. No, nope, uh-huh. you are not allowed to do that. I was out there three nights, several days. The, I did not see one cop, not one Portland cop. So every wow. day- Except protesters one car driving are going away one to, night. Just to be clear about this, every day, at least some protesters, low hundreds minimum, are going to federal buildings and trying to attack them. Not trying. They are attacking it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but sometimes they're trying because they've been failing. But like they're well, attacking I mean, federal buildings. Every, every and, night they are attacking the buildings. They're and throwing there might be and setting fires. There might be uh, people inside. There might not. No. Okay. So the 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 cop that the Justice Center at Snake Store, they're kind of leaving the Justice Center alone. That's the one I wrote the story about the woman that was underneath. Okay. They're attacking only the federal. I mean, the, the Justice Center looks like shit. It's covered with right. you know, graffiti. Thing, but I mean, they'd, they'd al- there have already been fires there. Right? Yes, that was yeah. where they did set fires the, the, on, on May 29th. It, did they also barricade the door when that fire was set? Uh, well, they broke into, there was all like plate glass windows and mm-hmm. they broke in and they destroyed the entire thing. They've okay. moved half of the workers out to another center now. Right. And the first floor is done. Mm-hmm. It's just had to be gutted. They're on Beaverton. No, they're in something Iverness. I think it's by the airport. I, I'm not exactly where it is. No, where they're, they're going now is the federal building. That is where all the wrath is. The federal, the, you know, DHS border control, whatever other Homeland security people, they're in that building. That's where they are every night and they wait. And I suspect I know the answer to this, but but explain to people why that one building is the target of everyone's wrath. Be- well, because it's the federal building and federal forces moved in to protect the building and to protect monuments under but, executive but before, order. But before the feds came in, they were attacking it too, They right? were, but not as much. Yeah. They were because for, it's next door. It's monolithic. It's symbolic. Yeah. We hate Trump. Let me tell you something. Portland has been in a lather in a lather mm-hmm. since Trump was elected. They yeah. marched, they marched and marched and marched and marched and marched and marched for like five months after that election. These people and now they're doing, doing their best to get him reelected. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. It's yeah. a little we- weird. It's yeah. also um, that Portland has uh, agreeable weather six weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of those six yeah. weeks. Uh, I used to go there every summer around this time. It's like, wow, it'd be great to live here. Um, and everyone just looked at me. And- well, <laughs> I, I can tell you that um, I have a little have a little guy, one of the feds in the building that I've been talking to, one of the guys that was deployed. And he told me today, he can't go on record because he can't, uh, that they've told uh, they've told them to be ready, at least through the election, to stay. Hmm. It's an interesting hmm. deadline or like timeline. And then the guy I spoke to who does the graffiti removal, whose business is booming, of course, said he thinks it's going to go out through the first of the year. I mean, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. But mm-hmm. but the only people who aren't exhausted are the people of Portland who are nope. out there because that's nope. that's essentially their business. Okay, and this is what right? I, I was going to say before is that if if before there was if before there was like kind of some sympathy for even the hooligans because you know they're trying to that sympathy is only growing by the day. Yeah, because Portland wants to think of itself as you know really you know. For the people. And these are people just expressing their rights to the point where I asked a friend of mine today who is sort of like 
in with the graphic design Nike people, he's like, oh yeah, I'm in a private group where they're like, what can we do to help these guys? Like artistically. It doesn't surprise me at all because, you know, we see this in the media too. I mean, one would be putting themselves out in a way that one would probably not want to do. If you were just sort of a mainstream person, kind of left of center in the media, to denounce people setting fire to federal buildings in which people are in the basement or a couple floors up or whatever it is, try doing that. I mean, we remember we talked about it in the show, the guy from Vox, Zach Beauchamp, I think, who said, you know, guys, maybe looting isn't the best idea. Mm -hmm. And then he apologized for that after being, you know, put through the ringer. Mm -hmm. I do not see anyone making that separation. I mean, I saw Joe Joe Scarborough and Charlie Sykes doing that online, at least, and they were getting savaged by a lot of And they're people. nominally Republicans. Republicans. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, they're... But it's effectively never Trump Republicans. But imagine point. trying to do that as somebody that's on the kind of mainstream Yeah, But that stuff, like, to the extent that it's polled, it's always people don't like looting. Nobody likes looting. Yeah. Nobody likes but, looting. But, 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 like the, but uh, the tenor of the conversation has changed now, and it has a lot to do with national mainstream coverage of the deployment of federal law enforcement officers, not only in Portland, but now in various other places around the country, although the contingents that have been deployed to other places around the country have generally been quite small. And in some cases, yeah. they are going into these places with the express consent and support of local government officials. And I think that's something that we could probably talk about at length because there's both potentially positive things associated with that, but a lot of potential, a lot ne- of negative potentially things. negative things. And we've talked, the, I don't know the, if we talked about The critical question Patreon, is whether but... or not this is actually what they say it is. If this is the beginning of some sort of fascistic takeover <laughs> yeah, 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 of these yeah. local governments, if the president of the United States is coming in to punish these I mean, liberal cities. It is certainly the case that there's a political dimension to this because it is a fucking election year. Everything is political. Oh, for sure. But to, 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 on that point, because we've had kind of a conversation about the sort of philosophical aspects of whether or not it's, it's, I mean, we know that it's legal as these things go to send federal troops there. Right. Or f- federal forces there, shall right. we say. I mean, if they have the fig leaf. If they have the fig leaf, but, th- but most laws within are- Within 100 miles of an international yeah, exactly. border. Exactly. Most laws are a fig leaf, right? And we, and we will have to tick through all of the questions about whether or not they're properly identified and if sure, they're driving right. cars that are actually and marked, if, if et what they say about this is true, mm-hmm. let's pretend it is. And let's pretend that all of us at the table uh, you know, are very skeptical of, of this action. The question that I have sitting here, and Nancy is the one that can answer this, is I bitch a little bit about the coverage because I see very different things when I see this person posting videos and I see that person posting videos. What is the press getting wrong in a kind of big way? The one thing that you say, God, this is not what you're seeing in the mainstream media about Portland. Exactly what you think they're getting wrong is what they're getting wrong. Let's start for a minute with local government. All Mm -hmm. right. Um, Ted Wheeler, who is the mayor, who has been um, very- loved by all. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The the the. I, I'm sorry. I mean, and it's not that I'm so uh, modest or genteel, but I don't know. Having you know, ten thousand people scream "fuck Ted Wheeler." Yeah, it's like guys. Like, is that the best? Are you grown ups? Yeah. It's like, a pretty white you- name, though, isn't it? Ted Wheeler. It is. <laughs> Thank like, you, Andrew. Have you Lisa. been to Portland? Yeah. 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 No, I know. Um, yeah, he he kind of wants to have it both ways. I I hadn't watched the local news in weeks. I turned it on this morning, and he was talking to what I don't know some CN. Oh, oh God, it was Chris Cuomo. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he was like, "Well, you know, these 
you know, thugs and Trump coming in. Okay, Ted Wheeler, you have not been able at all to deploy the Portland Police Department to arrest people that is destroying shit. Now, uh, this is the great thing about this. Isn't like, it? You can just, you can turn them out to Trump. Right? So yeah, he's like now something that he has, he has not been able to keep his side of the street clean for years. Mm-hmm. So now it's bad and evil Trump. Believe me, I am no fan of Donald Trump's. And also this has probably been shockingly rolled out badly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that you have people and I watched it seriously destroying stuff. And also I got to tell you guys, I, I was reading a bunch of stuff today. There's actually, what is his name? Uh, Belling cat. Uh, it's oh, on yeah, my yeah, on my yeah, feed. Yeah. Did you he, take notes? I is that did. Like a, you, wow. My God, she's got. We've oh never seen God. notes. Never seen <laughs> Come on, mom journalist. A, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a wall uh, of mom right? journalist. Wall of mom journalist. Um, <laughs> he said, I don't know where he'd been. Afghanistan, someplace he'd covered someplace war zone. He's like, obviously they're not shooting yet, but this is as close as it, guys. It's hot. I got. Tear gassed five times the other day. So what? Everybody mm-hmm. else did too. Mm-hmm. But these people are, it was kind of a lot. And it was this military grade gas. So it's not, people were like vomiting all over the place. It, it wasn't super fun. But people are bringing uh, batons. And someone, I think they said the, you, some of, when you say people are bringing batons, you these mean are, demonstrators. These are demonstrators. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So as far as I know, this is what the, the feds have been fighting back with tear gas, rubber. What are they called? Rubber, the, rubber projectiles. Little, rubber yeah, bullets. I saw them. I've got a little video of them. Yeah. Some weird glass stuff landed at my foot the other day that got shot of the building. It was like glass pellets. I don't know what those were, but um, yeah, tear gas pellets, maybe. Yeah. So, but apparently, some somebody bought Molotov cocktails last night. One of the demonstrators, I saw them with a. I saw a guy walking around with a chainsaw. They are shooting these like super high powered lasers like into people's eyes. They're trying to, and these actually These green ones. Yeah. If you, if you apparently like shoot, if there's this helicopter, it was like super high up. And mm-hmm. someone said to me, well, that's because if you, you can get charged with attempted murder, if you shoot a guy in the eye, that's flying because he can't, then he's going to crash his plane. Mm. So they're not, and I mean, yeah, they're throwing like cans of beans and all this stuff too, but they're not kidding around and they've got, momentum. Mm-hmm. And so I'm there two nights ago. With, well, what do they expect? I mean, this is the it, thing that they I, want I, I to provoke they, them. well, the they thing do. is they want the yeah. provocation. They want the provocation. And when there's a response, it's not, it's not a thing in, in the sense of like, you know, there's people that go out uh, from, you know, the radical elements in the Spanish civil war, they're going to shoot at us. We're going to shoot back and all's fair in love and war. This is a thing in which people respond and they're like, I can't believe these guys responded. This That's is, right. And it's, it's, it's almost a perfect thing that you cannot respond to it. And if you do, then, you know, it's sort of like getting canceled, the fascism, right? <laughs> the fascism is, is, is on the horizon. Jeez. And again, as a caveat to this, I think this is absolutely the wrong tactic of sending border patrol. Absolutely. I think this is, this is bad in almost every way, but at the same time, let's, let's be honest about this is that these are not kids who are just these naifs in the woods. Just, oh, this, I, I'm walking down the street with a picture of Rosa Parks and I get hit nope. with a projectile. Nope. Not it at all. Nope. And I don't know what these people are supposed to do and what their job is. I mean, we know what their job is, but how does one respond to this? I mean, we've seen them actually not take, I mean, if, if this was the police state that people say it, it is, this is not what would be happening. No, no, no. 
And, and no, no, no. And there'd, be, the extent- there'd be piles of people being run over by armored vehicles. You know, this idea that people are being disappeared. Oh, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Has yeah. anyone, have, did you no. talk to anyone who's like, we don't know where our friend yeah, is? Yeah, I don't know what happened to my kid. I'm yeah. going to stand here with this picture, right? Yeah. No, yeah, this is Argentina. not. No, people have been arrested and detained. Some of them, I think, are going up in court in September, mostly for, for small things, you know, disturbing the peace or attacking an officer. And I think it's like 18 people. No, right. no, but they, yeah, but it's exactly right. We, we will provoke you and provoke you and provoke you. And then when you come out, look at what they're doing to us. And that, to get back to your question, is what's being reported. That's what Chris Cuomo says. I posted a video that I took a couple of days ago of, of these guys like smashing in a window with a, with a fire extinguisher. And I was like, I'm just going to leave it at this. If this was your mother's house, is this a peaceful protester? I'm not going to try to lead you one way or the other. Mostly peaceful. You tell me, right? <laughs> is this peaceful? Um, yeah. Yeah, they they want to provoke it, but what's the next step? Because I was there with a uh, Brett and Heather the other night, and this car. Okay, let me tell you guys, it's fucking mayhem. There are thousands of people. There are bands. People are screaming and throwing shit, and things popping around. And this car like makes its way in this crazy mayhem and stops and opens its trunk. And Heather's like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm out." We're like, "What?" what the, is this a fucking, literally like, is this a car bomb? Like who would do this? Why are you driving here? And I know it sounds like I'm getting a little ramping up here, but what's the next step here? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, right? this is, yeah. look, they, the analog to this is obviously the, the 1960s, right? And, you know, the Weather Underground and people like this. There's a, small, there's a small number of people, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, Bill Ayers' father much. was the head of the, what, the electric company, the gas company in Chicago. He was a very privileged guy. Um, Kathleen, what was it, Wilkerson, who was here. The, they blew up the, the townhouse in, yep. in uh, the West Village. I mean, rich people, et cetera. And there is a point at which they were like, and, and they actually had a goal, right? They went out with an idea, which was to to end the Vietnam War. I'm not entirely sure what these people's goals were. Well, yeah, I mean, one, the, the goal of ending the Vietnam War was a kind of a realistic one in the sense that even Richard Nixon in 1972 starts pulling back, right? right. And, you know, he's running against an anti-war candidate who yeah. loses, loses 49 states, by and the way. And he ran kind of against the war in 68, too. Kind of against the war, but the number of people in Congress that are opposed to the war, the number of people on television at night are opposed to the war, et cetera. It wasn't a crazy, unrealistic thing. Now, they were on the other side in the sense that they were the ho, ho, Ho Chi Minh, Ho Chi Minh's going to win. And they were kind of pro Ho Chi Minh. It wasn't like we don't belong there. It was like they do belong there and they should be running the entire region. So it's a slightly different thing. There is a moment and you read all these memoirs from these people, Mark Rudd's book, et cetera. And there's a moment where they're like, we're running out of things to do. And if you look at the Pacific North, Northwest, you have versions of this, right? You have Earth First, which is a, an incredible version of this where Earth First was, uh, what was her name? Kathy Barry? The woman who people thought was murdered. Um, but, you know, Earth First was going around spiking trees, blowing things up, setting fire to like lumber yards, et cetera. It kept, it got more and more intense. We would be absolutely idiotic if we thought that that was not a possibility, at least. Because these are people that, you know, there's some of them that are weeping and crying and saying, I can't believe they're fighting back. But the other ones that are really relishing this and saying, this is where, because the thing about revolutionaries is they always believe the revolution is around the corner. I mean, there was no sense in 1968, 1969, 1970 that the country was ready for that, but they all thought it was. Every single member 
of Weather Underground, their splinter groups. You know, we thought they say this kind of wistfully and almost in an embarrassed way. There's a documentary which is maddening, but good and as a as a piece of history called The Weather Underground. And they all say the same thing. They're all like, yeah, you know, we really thought it was coming. Some of them chuckle and say, what were we thinking? They had some generational heft, right? They had had some generational heft. um, But, you know, as I've pointed out a number of times in the show, like most Americans supported the Vietnam War. But because we have made too many documentaries and films about the 60s, we think that those people were the majority of people. They were not, right? And they're not the majority probably in Portland, but they probably feel like they are. Especially because now there's people coming out and supporting them. When you do that and saying, and even if they're supporting them in a way that is justifiable and saying, not the bad guys, but we, we, we don't want these people in our city and we, we support people who want to peacefully protest without having pepper ball shot at them. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on your side with that. But I think that they might misunderstand who is supporting them. And I worry about this sense that they're being supported by a broader broader swath of the population and what that will make them do. So let me give you an example, a little bit of how the support is. I read something, uh, this guy that's making shields because they, they, they bring yeah, all these shields, right? right? Yeah. He said, well, let me just tell you, you know, a week and a half ago, it was three of us in my garage. Now I have an assembly line of 25 people that mm-hmm. are making these shields because people want to feel like they're like <laughs> fucking part capitalist. Of the solution. <laughs> well, they're great. Well, good for him. Is right? he now making the yeah, shields yeah, in China? That, right. <laughs> but, um, so, Jesus. you know, people think that they're like doing the right thing, but for in order, in terms of escalation and stuff, one opportunist, one person that just decides, wow, I can just get in here and make a fucking name. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, how, I'm I'm sorry, but how long before someone does shoot someone, uh, whether it's they shoot an well, officer? Here's a way of, of thinking about that is who right now who has any uh, proximity to power? And it could be the demonstrators. It could be Ted Wheeler. It could be Donald Trump. It could be everything associated with that. Who among any of that group has an incentive to de-escalate right now. That's a very good point. So when I spoke with this, uh, I told you I sent this to you, you guys right. today. Yeah. We did the war gaming, this guy and I, this Fed and I, like all the ways it could escalate or de-escalate. And he said the only way, I was like, do you think the Feds are just going to be like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> We're out. You guys take care of it. He's like, I, probably not, but that would de-escalate things. It's the right, right decision. It is. Because right? for two reasons. One is that it would probably de-escalate things. And two is let the city burn. I mean, honestly, let it burn. I mean, well, at this but point, but it doesn't sound like is, the city is really in jeopardy of burning. Oh, like, is it? it, it, it not, I, mean, not, I don't mean physically. The federal buildings. The federal buildings. They, they, yes. they would burn the federal well, buildings to the ground. Bad. You know what, though? I think you can defend <laughs> you know them, what? though. I think you can defend them. <laughs> Who can defend them? I think the federal government can defend No, but, but Moynihan the is buildings. saying that the yeah. feds should pull out. And yes. if the feds pull out, the question is what happens then? So, and do and, they and my answer to that is, is who cares? Because yeah. Portland has been cultivating this madness Absolutely. for so long. Absolutely. And they've let it be like a little cosplay. And then like it's getting a little more serious. Yep. And when I was out there doing a thing and the people yep. that I talked to, it was like, wow, these people are completely out of their minds mm-hmm. and they seem to command a certain amount of respect. What started with, when I was out there, people being run out of town because they were white women who had a uh, taco truck. Yeah, and they, yeah. they, they, <laughs> they gave an interview to the Willamette Weekly where they said, oh, I learned to make tacos from looking, watching a woman in Mexico and everyone, there was oh, like yeah. literally a grand, they created like a hit list of like people's restaurants oh and they were like, did you ask her? You were stealing no, her culture. Oh, I- it was, and the women like left town and, and, and filled no, they- up their business. And I'm like, this is a city that in two years is going to burn in town. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing sense. that now. They're canceling each other out. But in terms of, uh, 
In terms of the federal building, it's interesting because let's say the feds did pull out. They're like, we're, we're dipping, we're out. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know that the protesters would still start tearing it down. They're, they need that engagement, right? You're saying you don't know that they would stop or, or I, I think they might it. stop. I think you it think might, so? they might just like, Ooh. but wouldn't the Portland police have to just because it's their, in their I, charter? Hey man, <laughs> I think the Portland police part of them are just like, dudes, okay, cool. You, you take this over because we've had our hands tied and we're yeah. pissed off at that. No. So you, you deal with this and now you're out. I, I really don't know. And Portland and Seattle have both had, although Seattle, I guess, rescinded, or at least there was a pause to this mm-hmm. order. They've both been sort of stripped of their ability to use these um, the non-fatal, non-lethal, what, non-lethal, non-fatal, same thing. Um, non-lethal. Uh, but but it, it means the same thing, right? Non-lethal, yeah. It non-fatal. essentially means the same thing, but it's been changed yeah. now. What was it? Less than, uh, less, less than, than, less less than, than lethal? Fatal. <laughs> It's not homeless anymore. It's houseless. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> Mostly annoying. Yes, that's uh, but it's thing. definitely still because they have bedroom. a home in Portland. <laughs> oh no! No 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 no! Yes, that's right. I've wow. been to that Greyhound. That's not. It's not a home. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, but, but yeah, they can't use they can't use tear gas or any of those other things. So they're not no, the going cops, to be out there doing crowd control. Portland Portland police do use t- they but, had but, been, but they can't anymore. Right, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. courts have yeah. restricted them yeah. from being able to do that. So if the feds were to pull out, and the feds are are using it because they don't have to obey those local right, ordinances right. prohibiting the use of tear gas. The local local law enforcement can't do crowd control and they've been expressly pro- prohibited from arresting or interfering with demonstrators. We would see some chats. We would see some action after that. Well, they're already attacking, especially this one police station, the North Precinct, which I was staying right next to. Mm-hmm. And they are, they've, they, uh, they started attacking it in the beginning of June. They've been going back. And then the other night, I didn't see it, but the guy I was staying with, he said, yeah, he was just leaving his house and right across the street are two dudes, young dudes, and, you know, completely in black body armor, helmets, because they're, they're so you confuse the situation. That's, mm-hmm. And they were just marching up the street and they started burning other buildings just to attack the police station. Mm. That's what they're doing. Too. I would recommend uh, people read. And I know um, he's been a guest in this podcast and I know that um, he makes people very angry, both sides, I suppose, but mostly on the left because he self-identifies as a member of the left. And he is, is Michael Tracy. Mm. And Michael Tracy was live streaming from the, pre- right. and someone took his phone and said, if you want it back, you have to say Black Lives Matter. It's like a forced conversion. It's the nuttiest <gasps> yeah, thing. It, it was so it, crazy. It reminded me of that oh kooky video that was going around with the kid who would like run up to this, these women on the street and say, hey, I work for Black Lives Matter. I'm pointing at Matt right now because that's what he would do. You'd see his hand come out <laughs> and said, My, I'm supposed to get people to kneel. Would you kneel? And he just like points to the ground in this really weird way. And I saw those videos early on and I just thought, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just totally obscene. Like yeah. nobody would do that. Yeah. But Michael did, Michael wrote something for Medium, which I can't say too much about because I started reading it and there's a lot of photos in it. And he had been going around the country in Uh Minneapolis, uh, Milwaukee. Sioux Falls. I mean, he'd been been going to places. He'd been going to places. And whether or not you agree with him, uh, admire him for actually going out and doing the reporting as opposed to sitting on Twitter. And what I think he's absolutely right about is that these are stories and he put it, and I think in a way that was very effective, that if any of these stories were in a kind of opposite direction, they would be a thousand 60 minute stories. Oh, of course. Of, Absolutely. You know, an immigrant family who's from Laos and their, their dream, their American dream is burned to the ground and no one's come to help them. And they're. Imagine if it was Tea Party protesters. Well, that's the thing. That's it. I, the, the, I mean, really? if there it's was, I, I mean, chance. were there ever any shootings at Tea Party protests? No. 
Uh, Mary Catherine Ham, who's a friend of all of ours uh, here, once did a piece, I think, for the Weekly Standard back in 2010. 2009 was the summer of absolute freakout about um, Tea Party protests and town hall protests. They weren't even necessarily Tea Party, but it's like uh, Congress critters would go back to their districts mm -hmm. and they would have town hall meetings. And everyone was really exercised about Obamacare and about the size of the now trillion dollar deficits in the wake <laughs> of the financial crisis. We had, by the way, we had a, a trillion dollar deficit in June of this year. Yeah. So like yeah. that, that yeah. was fun, um, led by Republicans. But um, <laughs> so uh, back then, people were freaking out totally about yes. like E.J. Uh, Dion from the Washington Post. Like it's the politics, the jackboot. So many different people. Uh, wrote these alarmist columns everywhere <laughs> about how, you know, we're now allowing brown shirts to run free. Um, and so they're Mary, writing the same column now, by the way. Mary Catherine Ham <laughs> went Other meticulously, um, I, I want to say in 2009, 2010 at the latest, and went back and looked. It's like she counted up every single one of the town halls, every single one of the Tea she Party wrote protests. This no, this is back in 2010. Oh, back in the, okay. But it's worthwhile because. The freakout happened in the summer of 2009. I wrote a lot about it at the time. Uh, Moynihan, you and I were going to some uh, Tea Party protests mm -hmm. at, at the time. And there are a lot of things about them, but they weren't primarily violent or racist. They just weren't. At, at 2009, you would see the bone in the nose on occasion. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah. like, it wasn't about welfare and illegal immigration. And like, it wasn't about a lot of the things that you would expect if it was primarily kind of a racist outpouring. And it was certainly, which just wasn't violent. There wasn't no, it, violence. It would, be, it would be the thing of the mostly peaceful protests, which is the, you see a lot of this being tweeted. That's the nomenclature used now. Mostly peaceful. Mostly until, peaceful. Until it's not peaceful anymore. But there wasn't, the, um, the, but, but the point was it wouldn't get non-mostly peaceful. It was always peaceful. No, I know, but the, the, the version would be mostly non-racist. Yes. Uh, you know, 99.9% .9 were not holding uh, posters that were, um, racist Obama caricatures. Yeah. Um, that is true, but it wasn't framed that way. But they were framed specifically as uh, being brown shirted, violent, uh, violent imagery, um, people uh, who were coming up with Second Amendment solutions. People were worried about that and like the tree of liberty needs to be nourished with blood. And so people were totally freaked out about this. But Mary Catherine Ham went and tallied it up. And there like wasn't any violence. There was like one dude punched one dude here. It was so small. Like uh, uh, I haven't looked at this in in ten years, but like the accumulated amount of violent incidents that she categorized then, I guarantee you, was less than the amount of violence that happened this fucking weekend. Uh, it's it's an impossible oh, it's sure. impossible to defend this this double standard, and we can even see it recently because it, it was on it was on this very show that I think I got a couple of. Um, you know, grumpy emails about it. And when people were taking guns and going to, you know, the state, what was it in Michigan? Was it the state house? And they showed yeah, up yeah, yeah. and there was the, a lot of heavy breathing about that. Right. But on this very show, I'm, I'm consistent in this. And I said that these people are clowns and this is ridiculous and stupid and they should stop LARPing. And there are a few, most people sort of generally agreed with that. And I feel the same thing about this. It's not, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of politically agnostic about people who go on the streets and do stuff like this. Stop pretending, stop playing. It's not the Spanish civil war. It's not the American revolution. You leave your guns at home. Leave your we guns at home. Johnny Seriously. Cash was right. They're, they're so high on it, Michael. I mean, they really are. You know, Portland has this sort of sanctimony issue. 
and they're you know the peaceful protesters. So much so that there's a television show about it. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> or Tweed yeah, but, and Science Money, but also um, you know they the they, and and many of the protesters are you know peaceful, obnoxious but peaceful, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But as my uh, my Croatian uh, rocket scientist friend says, they have a crack in the eyeball <laughs> about <laughs> the other people that aren't right. And yeah. so, yes, because they're really like, well, you know, and the media, it's exactly the same, right? They have yeah. a crack in the eyeball about seeing what's actually going on there. I mean, I saw it with my own eyes. You can't look at that and say, that's peaceful protest. I mean, I understand the concept's elastic. Mm-hmm. It's not that elastic. Mm-hmm. This isn't the yeah. same thing because there was a meme going around. If there are two, three bad cops in a force and there are a hundred good cops, and a hundred good cops say nothing. You have a hundred and three bad cops. This was, this is, I, I've seen this in a million places, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's not wrong. Um, this not the same thing because the protesters are not part of a, a union. They're not right. part of a fraternity, but at the same time, there is a kind of echoes of it because I have seen people interviewed and in the past talked to people who are happy that those guys are out there doing that. They themselves are not participating mm-hmm. and they are part of the hundred cops that are doing nothing. And it's it, at some point, you know, Matt, I think you pointed this out. I saw a video too of somebody like saying, can you not, Cut the shit out, man. Stop like trying to rip down the, the there are people that do that. I, and to be yeah. clear, that was true in the Black Lives Matter protest at the beginning. And it was always black people telling white people to stop fucking doing stupid shit. I saw that. <laughs> to be I, honest. I yeah. saw that a total of two times. One kind of like wacky, slightly homeless white dude saying like, guys, and these are to the 200, like you, what you're doing here is nothing to do with Black Lives Matter, like at all. And as soon as he said this, this small Asian girl completely in black literally rushed him and said, you don't speak for black people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, yeah. She, she got her permit pr- previously in the day. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, and, well but, I authorized it. You did? Yeah. Did you? It's like, Camille's rubber stamping. I, I authorized all of that. That's just the whole right thing. Um, You're getting paid, I hope. But someone yes, did obviously. say to me, we, we like started- Like a republic. It's the same. Started talking about like, how does this- and is there any way to end this without the feds? And this, again, this guy that was in the federal building <laughs> said to me, he's like, well, it's possible. What's whims at building? <laughs> <in there? laughs> Make those us. drinks. Um, he's like, well, what if you had people that actually were part of Black Lives Matter? Like that this started. What if they went up to the protesters and said, dudes, like. Like you gotta chill. Well, the the head of the NAACP in Portland did that. Yeah, and, and it, wrote a piece for the Washington yep. Post. And if you yep. read the piece, it's like it is yep. as lefty as you can get. It's like yep. it is the absolute program of Black Lives Matter in its most lefty iteration. So he's not like some Armstrong Williams or something saying, "Hey guys, you know I'm Roy Innes." It's he's a guy that's part of the the same universe. He's a minister, right? He's a minister, he? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, there are no black people here. Number one, mm-hmm. and number two, you're again, or Portland. not a lot. There are, there <laughs> yeah. are, but not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. And it's also, what are you guys after that this, is married to what we're after? Because it doesn't seem to be clear. This is the question I would love, and you got to this at the end of the last Patreon, and it's a larger question about Portland in general. But like, what do you want? It's yeah. What do you want? Well, you know what they want. No, no, I, I don't know. I, I know that they're really good at demolishing things. That's but what they I, want. I don't think they have any <laughs> skills in building anything. It's like, okay, so let's say kids, well, sure. you tear down this building. Okay, then what? Then what? What, what do you want? 
But the answer to that question, I because I asked that at the end of the Patreon, I and I thought about it a little bit, and then I realized I was giving them far too much credit. I was giving them credit of people in a political movement who actually had goals. Do they have goals? Yes, but they have the goals of college students. They have the goals of revolution. They have the goals of... I mean, I took a screenshot of a video, I have to find it, of one of these walls, I think it was on the, the, the federal building, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the slogans, and there were like 10 of them, and everyone more absurd than the previous... And it's all essentially the same thing. End the current system as it is. We'll figure out what we replace with later. Mm-hmm. But let's end capitalism. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah, right? yeah. Capitalism is the problem. End that and we're all fine. This, of course, has proven to be true in the 20th century. So we just had to apply all the lessons we learned in the 20th century that this, this tends to work out. The thing is, is when you smuggle these beliefs that these people have and the violence and the stupidity that you see from them out in the streets. And again, this is to separate them from people who are actually protesting maybe earlier in the day and go home. But these violent ones, it's we smuggle it into our perception of what it should be, right? So when you see it on Twitter, when you see it on Instagram, when you see it in the newspaper, who's going to say that this stuff is bad, that this is, we, we cannot have this violence. Let's go to, no one's saying that, Right. So when you smuggle it through that, it starts to feel like an actual political movement. It starts to feel that it has real political beliefs and real goals in which they don't actually have any of those. What they actually have is a slogan that they've learned and, you know, reading Z magazine doesn't still exist, does it? No. <laughs> Michael Parenti books or something and saying, yeah, we're going deep. These silly kind of Marxist slogans. And the problem is that you don't want to say Marxist slogans because it makes you sound like one of these goofy people that says, oh, this is part of this Marxist plot. No, but these kids are anti-capitalist, whatever you want to call them. And that's what all this graffiti says. Do you want to put a finer point on it in your graffiti? Here's the thing that I don't like. Here's a local law. No, it's these broad statements about how we have to destroy the world that we're living in because they're convinced of something that is so demonstrably false that it's almost embarrassing that the world is a much worse place than it's ever been. That, you know, people are starving on the streets. Racism is rampant. People are being shot everywhere by yeah. rogue cops. Genocide of the of That is people. not yeah. true. Yeah. It, are there rough edges of this? Absolutely. Let's fucking sand them down. But what you want to do is you want to set it all on fire. Yeah. And that's a different thing. Which just seems especially untrue in Portland. And I was just looking at the numbers for 2019. I guess the police department there, there were like six people who died in interactions with law enforcement, three of which were white maybe four um so this is hardly like a dire circumstance that well, given can't that be 99 percent of the population in any way, shape or form 84 uh, 94 it's yeah. 94 in still. either in either case and, you know 86 percent of them are complete you know what I mean? <laughs> But it is, it's worth, it's worth ticking nice, through, it's worth sticking through some of the- I said 84, there's part of 16. The Welches are cool. Yeah. It's worth ticking through some of the egregious missteps of the federal government here. And I mean, we can begin with the absurd, ridiculous statements that the president has continued oh, God, to make yeah. about not only Portland, but everywhere else where they're dispatch, dispatching federal law enforcement. Which First to claim that- says they're democratic yeah, cities. Well, yeah. Yeah. That that's one thing. But first, the claim is, well, look at Portland. I mean, if we didn't go in there and make arrests, we would have lost Portland already. Well, I don't see any evidence of that. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't, I'm not sure that they've made I, I know they've made arrests. I don't know that they're actually holding anyone. I don't know that anyone is necessarily being prosecuted. Do we know do we know any of the data related to that? I think and it certainly isn't stopping. It's growing. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is it growing? And I don't think that there have been very many arrests and the ones that have been arrested are kind of, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. come back on September 2nd for, for your trial for, so, you know, so that's the, beating shit up. That's the first problem. Yeah. And this is, this is not at all unusual for these federal and state partnerships, which mm -hmm. effectively become incredibly performative for the feds who those people come in and they want to make like very massive displays, splashy arrests, lock up a bunch of kids who are then paraded through the streets and said to be like really important, like criminal gang members or something yeah. like that. That's the kind of shit that you can expect from a lot of these partnerships anyways, well, which may or may not be terribly effective. Not necessarily the same thing that's happening in Portland. I mean, I'm talking about like Chicago where you're sending, okay. you know, I don't actually, what, what is the number in Chicago? It's like it's very, it's small. Is it and even a hundred? I think it's, I think it's less. And I think it's there. They're, it's not in the same way as Portland. No, they're not, not at all. They're like working with, they're like working they're with, working yeah, with yeah, the police department yeah. essentially to yeah. try to help solve cases. And again, like crack skulls by getting to the major guys who are involved in these gangs and the shit almost never works out that way. In, in the, in the final analysis, it turns out to be a bunch of kids who get locked up for, <laughs> by the way, I think it was, I think Rahm Emanuel was denouncing this today on the view, right? He was yes, on the view. Megan McCain. And, yeah, yeah. And they had some fight, but I'm like, has, I didn't watch the, the actual full clip because I just, you know, I was, you know, doing something else. <laughs> not showering. <laughs> I, was, I was not showering. We know. Yeah. I was crying in the corner. Yeah. Um, I was, I was making shields. You were, day <laughs> I was starting my new shield business. You were day trading, as Moin everyone knows. Moina Shields. <laughs> did pretty well today. Did you deodorant? Idea. Yeah. Yeah. Moina Shields. I took both a deodorant and an and a, a anarchist shield company in the same box. Don't, don't sully the name but of the anarchist. Did anyone ask Rahm Emanuel? Was like, hey, weren't you the mayor of this place that's now a complete fucking nightmare? And how much responsibility? Like, you shouldn't be fighting with Me Meghan McCain. You should be prostrating yourself on the ground and apologizing for doing nothing in creating this situation or helping create this situation or doing nothing to prevent it. You know, I don't, I think that you know, don't, the, the federal government is going to do nothing to prevent the nightmare that is engulfed Chicago for how many years now? I mean, good no. God. Well, I mean, back to Cabrini Green. It's been going on for a long time, but really, really bad. What are they going to do to prevent this? Yes. Like sometimes we or I piss on these idiot protesters and then just take the, the Trump stupidity as, a, you know, for granted, like everyone mm -hmm. understands that. But no, no, this is like in Chicago. What is the plan here? Mm -hmm. How are we going to break up the fact that the this is a, a place that is effectively at war? In, I mean, in small areas, right? Mm -hmm. That these people are at war and they shoot each other like they're at war. I know that sounds like a crazy thing to say, but it used to be like you'd find some, you'd target them and you'd shoot them. They're just like raking no, the places with gunfire. Like four it's years like ago. Crazy. Yeah. Four crazy. years ago, like this week or last week or something like that. Um, at least me and Moynihan, I think, not Camille. I don't remember. I think not Camille. We're at the Republican National Convention. No, it was right? not. Oh, Cleveland. yeah, that's right. In Cleveland. And yeah. Uh, Donald Trump's uh, acceptance speech there. Go out and look at it, people. Um, now that you should ever look at speeches, not that they matter because speeches. Uh, but um, <laughs> when he came out in his wrestling thing, but, yeah, it was like the big, the big puff of smoke. It was uh, fascinating like because he um, said, "I believe blue lives matter." He said that uh, you know this is going to be a campaign about law and order. It was really kind of atavistic Richard Nixon style yeah, yeah, speech, yeah, yeah, yeah. which 
he actually didn't hit those notes very strongly for the rest of the campaign. It was almost unusual how much he was hitting it for this particular speech. Um, and then he hit it again in his uh, inaugural address when he talked about American carnage. It was really yes. this sort of nightmare vision. Um, but um, go back and look at it because he was talking about that, you know, we are going to, uh, you know, the American cities are burning. Chicago is a nightmare. And, you know, starting in January, no more. We're going to stop it. Right. Which was an absurd thing to say at the time, because, of course, the federal government doesn't have jurisdiction over law enforcement in cities. You're not just going to wave a magic wand and stopping it. I, I, I wrote a column after his speech that was just basically about all of the. We know of new methods of attack. So, so let's just do this. I'm going to explain something right now. Yeah, we're recording. Okay. I'm going to explain something right now. Explain it. COVID has fucked us up in a lot of ways. That number one is that we've all, but everyone's an audio engineer now. Um, <laughs> or, and, not. Except, or not, except me, except Matt. <laughs> Matt's too stupid to do that. He's just—he literally texts me, and he's like, "I don't know how to open my email." And then he's like, "I don't." The bathroom door is locked, and I'm like, "Why are you texting me about that?" So what happened was we've been recording and we've been talking for probably a half an hour, longer, and a little longer than longer. maybe a little longer than a half an yeah, hour, and. It was crackerjack. It was so good. Like maybe the best ever. It's actually a lot of shit I I should not be saying. Yes, but it was. That's (laughs) why it's so good. Literally, the Lord is on your side. But why are people listening to this right now? And why why are listening people listening to me talking about this stuff? (laughs) Was it censored? Was Camille canceled? No, No. ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. not not for this. Yeah. Ran out of space and no one noticed it. Um, no well, one being me well, because we're at my house and it's my house. Camille did yeah. notice yeah. it eventually, notice it. Yeah. yes. Um, so we have a bunch of stuff. And then I hope we got to the point because Camille said, I want to make sure we're, we are denouncing Donald Trump as the scumbag that he is and all the stuff that he's doing is terrible. If we didn't get there, Camille did have a very eloquent yes. bit about this. <laughs> yes. Which yes. is surprising because he's wearing not just a MAGA hat, but yeah. like a MAGA yeah. jock strap. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hot here. Yeah. That's right. That's all but he's the wearing. The thing is that, is that he has a Sebastian Gorka tattoo. <laughs> Where did you see that? Did you see him get that? It's on the other <laughs> forearm. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, whatever happens Hungarian in the Shenandoah Valley, I, I think, yeah, I doesn't think that, say that. I think that part is in there. I think the part about how the feds are going to fuck things up. What, what, what did we miss? The the thing you're not supposed to talk about? Yeah, the thing yeah. that's that was pretty funny, funny though. It was pretty. I mean, it was it was fun. I mean, Camille was a hero, and a hero. I'm always a hero. That's Moynihan right. actually was this wingman. I was kind of defending him. Right. Right. Just actually, just in the room, eavesdropping. But well, because the thing that we, the thing about this room and this app that we can't talk about <laughs> was that they wouldn't let me out because of my my. I wasn't melanized. What was the, what did Nick You're Cannon not a say? melanated person. Melanated person. <laughs> yeah. You need to be a melanated person. Yeah, a melanated. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah, you're not one a of mel- the, you're one of the monsters who yes. was made in a laboratory. Absolutely. I'm like Yakub's cousin. Vow here around Michael. the stupid table that if you go into the black room in the place that we cannot name, yeah. <laughs> please <laughs> use Jackcent. Just, just I do did. it. No, I don't. I did. I did yeah. you? You did? What? No. I said, call on me. And they were <laughs> like, that. Jesse's here. And I said, yes, I am. They would know oh that it's God. not him because they would be able to understand you. By the way, because of not... this moment, I realized something today. What's that? You missed a bunch of shit. We had, had a fucking great conversation and, and we lost it because I'm an idiot and because the card was full. But today I realized that there was posters um, when I was going to get groceries that were like taped onto the pole. It was like a celebration of John Lewis's life. Mm. Celebra- and I'm like, do you think that 
if he had passed away eight months ago, you'd see like spontaneous celebrations of his life in Williamsburg. I don't think so, actually. Maybe, the, rotunda, maybe the, the rotunda thing, I think, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I think sure. that would happen because yeah. you now he was an uncommonly brave man and that's mm. undeniable, right? But I don't know. I just don't think that, that it would probably would have happened that there was like local the same celebrations. Level. And it kind of gives you a sense of how things have changed, you know? Things have changed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And we talked about it in a really in-depth way. Yeah. You know, the, the Williamsburg appreciation, there, there are posters of him, great. Uh, street art, uh, like sort of woodcut, the yeah. Robbie Canal like uh, posters uh, in in our neighborhood of it of uh, of John Lewis, and uh, my five year old was posing mm-hmm. next to him because because uh, it looks cool, and uh, and asked about him, and and it's like great to tell that story. Um, I mean, it's great, like, it's terrible it was, that the story yeah. has to be told, but also like here is an actual brave person, yeah. who did an important thing. Not in our lifetimes exactly, but just prior to mine, at least. Mm. Um, uh, and it's amazing that that had to be done. And he was brave to do that. And you should think about that bravery Absolutely. constantly. And that matters so much more than almost actual everything bravery. else. Yeah, yeah, no, actual bravery. And I think I thought it was great and sort of really touching that um, his casket came across the yeah. Pettus Bridge. That was today, right? And, yeah, it was today. And it was it was like a kind of haunting, mm. horrible... And I saw something that there was a suggestion of renaming the bridge, right? Mm. Oh. Because Edmund Pettus was... I presume I didn't read deeply in this was, you know, probably a segregationist, probably an awful person, but there is a, this is the thing about this changing of names and changing of minds is, is it when it takes on something that's way beyond, I mean, Edmund Pettus to me, that name symbolizes the civil rights movement. Yeah. It doesn't symbolize yeah, no, whatever, he, whatever shitty view. I, he have, had. I don't know anything about yeah, that man. And, I, and I'm going to remain knowing. But when, when you say him. the name of the bridge, yeah. like it conjures up these images. These heroic people like literally yeah. going against the lines of policemen and lines of like porcine policemen that are the exact kind of pig like things that you imagine and swinging billy clubs and you know shit yeah 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 yeah, 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 it wasn't it wasn't anything like we've seen in portland no no these things turned back by the way uh on they came across the uh the Burnside Bridge, I think it was at the very end of May, beginning of June. T- in Portland. 10,000 t- strong. And the cops were waiting for them. Is it named after Ambrose Burnside? I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Anyway. Um, you should know they, about the history they, of bridges I, in Portland. And then, um, <laughs> they, they literally, there's actually the same guy, Bellingcat, had a pretty good video of it. it was, they were coming 10,000 strong and there were like seven or eight cop cars, including like the big beefy ones. And then there's the, just the womp, turned yeah. around and left. But yeah. what do you do with 10,000 people? Yeah. The one thing that we didn't talk about that I'd like to get Camille on, if we can squeeze out a couple more minutes, because we lost 30 minutes of amazing, stupid asshole, literally amazing stuff. It Incandescent. Probably, what is what is the podcast version of the Academy Award? It definitely would have been nominated. <laughs> yeah. It would have won, but it would have been nominated. The potties. The potties. That was a potty. Definitely the a potty nominated. Okay. Yeah, but like kind of a weird one, like you know, like sling. Blade. It wasn't like the best. Yeah. Thing. It was like, you know, I got nominated, but it's Sling Blade, not Monsters Ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good screenshots from Monsters Ball. I've always enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah. It's a phenomenal, film. phenomenal film. Just Never seen it, but I love the screenshots. They're great. Excellent. They're really good. Film. A lot what, of rewatchability. So much rewindability in a very short period in that movie. Your favorite person? 
How used to be, well, it used to be Tanasi Coates. But oh. we've forgotten oh. about him now. But we have. I was actually reading one of his columns today it was, with enjoyment. He has was good? an interesting oh. retreat. Wait, it was good? Yeah. I mean, this was back from like, what, 2014 or something. And you liked it? It was, yeah, it was good. Well, anyway. well, because you, it's always like your current enemy is so much worse than your previous one. Oh, yeah. Is that uh, there was a tweet today from Nicole Hannah Jones. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to get your thing on this, taking this because. God. This is Nincompoop, did you call her? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. Did I, I say it out loud? You did right. actually. Gene Cleaver. <laughs> I'm gonna take that out of the phone. No, I don't want no, I shouldn't I shouldn't do that. One hand Wally, one. Wally yeah. is a real nincompoop <laughs> ward. Um I'm trying to find this thing, but this is the thing about um, oh, I know about which one you're talking the 1619 about. Project Not really, was never a, a history project. Yes, this right. is a project of journalism and yes, our goal is, yes. is to try to to take away from the people who have owned it for so long the right to our collective national memory, which the difference between history and national memory is very difficult for me to discombobulate. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I didn't know what that meant either. Yeah. The word I didn't know what that, that, meant that matters there is like owning. Like who owns the narrative? Like what yeah. the fuck? Apparently, you're you're like going her. into it thinking that there is ownership of a narrative, yeah. and I am going to take I'm the ownership. Sway it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not what happens. But at it's the not end history. Of yeah. that it's not river. history. It's journalism. That ain't no. It's neither of those things. No. This is mythology and conspiracy theory, and it's replacing one version of exceptionalism. I'm gesturing at Michael Moynihan mm-hmm. with another. Her version. Why are you gesturing at me? Yeah. Because you are the one who coined the the phrase about American exceptionalism and their version being America the exceptionally evil, the exceptionally oh, racist oh, okay. and belligerent yeah. and awful. Yeah. yeah. So the, this is what oh, she wants to do. It's pretty good of It's me. pernicious and <laughs> disgusting, and I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, I was trying to f- find... And, and neither is Tom Cotton, who, for all of his faults, <sighs> don't do, did wow, don't say the don't thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> that he's in trouble for having said so. And I think it matters, Matt Welch. You have to defend even the unjust when they're being pilloried for, for things that are, that they're, they're being pilloried disingenuously by monsters you, who are prepared to use don't. those same tactics on other people. You don't. No, you do. Later. You, you do. don't. You don't. If you it doesn't, if it doesn't matter. It matters, Matt, because they use these tactics on everyone. And here's the other thing that they do. They use the tactic later of saying, yo, you can't tell me that America isn't the most racist and pernicious and horrible place in the universe. Tom Cotton said that one thing that one time. I will be fighting it forever. But it's also you fight it for two reasons. One, to protect innocent people from the same bullshit tactic. And you fight it because otherwise, if you concede the point, Tom, it comes back. It's not about conceding the point. It's about ignoring the point. Tom Cotton wrote a piece because Tom Cotton has got a fucking 1619 boner the size of fucking the Chrysler building. That's what people do, yeah. Because he's like, great, I wrote a not bed mm-hmm. and that caused a civil war in the New York Times. Yeah. I can fundraise off this forever. Yeah. Right? So he wants to find any engagement. So he writes a stupid fucking bill saying that I am going to defund, I think, I haven't even looked at it because I want to save my brain space for shit that matters yeah, and not Tom Cotton and not NHJ. 
Did I get the right? I don't know. I yes, know. It's, I it's I impossible to get her name right. the Japanese it's public broadcaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like to, I'm going to defund those, uh, you know, high schools that use the 1619 project as part of their history thing, which is a stupid thing for a Republican I, to do. I agree. And it's for a human dumb. to do. But that's not what the controversy is about. Anyways. No, but it is what the controversy, the controversy is about this, Camille. Mm-hmm. It's about Nicole Hannah Jones thinks it's great to fight in public with Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton it is thinks great it's great it's to fight her. with Nicole Hannah Jones. Yeah. And so I think what's great for those of us who actually have brains and who are not instinctively authoritarian, mm-hmm. unlike those two sons of bitches, mm. is to fucking ignore them because it doesn't matter. They're talking about fucking op-eds. We were talking mm-hmm. about speeches before. They're talking about op-eds. She had a single fucking Sunday section in the New York Times. Great. Have fun with your Sunday section. Tom Cotton had a single op-ed. Now it's a single extra op-ed and a bill. Mm-hmm. Great. Have fun. None of that's going to pass mm-hmm. ever. None of the op-eds are going to be read ever. The more that we talk about the 1619 Project, and I appreciate those who are doing like Phil Magnus, especially, yeah. although I worry about him too, um, you know, in the same way they worry about our friend Jesse Single uh, talking about like trans detransitioning issues, like at some point, you're only going to talk about this pretty soon. He He's interesting, though, because he actually gives 1619 credit in the book that with this sort of small 120 page. You're Kindle talking book about that Phil? Magnus. Phil Magnus. Yeah, yeah he gives yeah. him credit in some in some points. No, he's, he's been great. He's, he, and he's rough on, on, on Lincoln and a few a few bits. The thing that I, I and I think you're right, Matt, is we do ignore this kind of stuff because they're silly people. They're nonsense people and you don't pay attention to them. But the one thing that interests me about it is the tactic. And the tactic is that Tom Cotton doesn't realize that he's handing Nicole Hannah-Jones a victory on a plate the second he puts pen to paper in that bill, is that because we live in a time now mm-hmm. in which associations with things is enough, right? It's the dumbest, slowest common denominator version of destroying somebody, right? Barry's resignation letter. There's a woman who signed uh, no, Barry's resignation uh, the, um, the Har- Harper's letter. Barry's resignation letter is similar, too is that there's a woman who signed it who backs away and says, well, I didn't know who else was going to sign it. And so this is, I'm associated by a couple of degrees from these people who are bad people. So therefore the idea is bad. Ideas being toxic because of the proximity of other people to them. The, the, the interesting thing with Tom Cotton, his second thing is I think what was Camille was talking about these headlines all around the world, actually, because I saw it on the BBC too, is that he was, said that, def- that slavery was a necessary evil. If you're a politician, you don't phrase things the way he does, but he says, you know, this is what the founders thought. And the thing about that, the narrow point about it, is that when the founders were not saying that it was a necessary evil, that it's necessary to build this country to make sure that we have slaves. Right. The necessary evil was a compromise on slavery. Right, in order this- to form the yes, union. Yes, for- in order to form the union. Right. And so everyone is being willfully obtuse about this and everyone's pretending they don't understand what the other person's saying and everyone's saying, well, you associate with this person. Tom Cotton doesn't like 1619. 1619 is therefore a good thing. And 1619 is not history. And you people who, and we see people on on Twitter that I know both of us have talked about before, some of them libertarians who say, uh, these people, X. well, whatever they're, they're current fools. And they say things like, Oh, these people are obsessed about the 1690. You know what? I'm not obsessed with it, but I'm interested in it, but I'm also obsessed with another, a number of historical debates. And I'm very much, you know, interested in what's going to happen 
in a couple of weeks in early August when we have another anniversary of the atomic bombs, which is something that I've been incredibly interested in since my first year of college. I wrote like five papers. I'm obsessed with it. And that I'm interested in too, because the, the conversation about those narratives is never about the actual event, right? And that's the person, like the person telling you, you're overly concerned with this. Well, are you concerned with colonial history? With No, you're concerned with it on the other end. You're concerned with it for your political purposes. I have a book probably right here about the atomic bomb that was written by Howard Zinn. Right here. The Bomb by Howard Zinn. Why the fuck is Howard Zinn writing a, a book about the atomic bomb? Because it makes a point for Howard Zinn. Pretty good cover. It's a pretty good cover, okay. yeah. So that's what I want to clarify. You're saying like, I don't really care. Like, I don't want to get in a fight with Nicole Hannah-Jones or Tom Cotton. Like, I don't, I agree with you, Matt. Like, I don't want to, but you have to pay attention to the tactics, to the weapons that they're using, right? But for her to that's say that it's political, that Tom Cotton's, important like, it's because, political for her too. Right? Those weapons. Which she if, acknowledges. If you, if you like ignore and just say, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to this, but those weapons are continually sharpened and then they gain fucking validity i agree with you on this on this level in in when we referenced it before when she was talking about like history is about who owns history like that to me who owns who owns the national who owns the narrative the historical narrative the memory and stuff like that is (laughs) that is the habit of mind that worries me more than uh because it's 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 demonstrative it is I, I take her right now, and this is actually a compliment to her um, in a similar way that we might have given a compliment or Camille might have given a compliment to Donahisa Coates two or three years ago. Like she is at the center of a lot of journalistic debates right now. She's she's winning. She's got the wind in her it's sails. Remarkable. I think that that's bad because I disagree with her about journalism and history. And about basic comportment in the world. Mm-hmm. And I might disagree with her on, you know, whether busing failed because we failed. I think that's a strange way of putting it. But w- whatever, like she's an important person in the world. She's made herself important. But I think in the um, what's happened in the last 48 hours, the single most uh, um, consequential or at least like symbolic thing that she has said um, revealing herself is that. You know, they used to own history. Now I want to, or we want to own history. Mm-hmm. That is more pernicious than misconstruing a shitty Tom Cotton op-ed. That's all. And like, and also, I don't want to wake up in the morning caring about what she says for the most part, or what Tom Cotton says. I, I, like, know, there's I there's don't. a there's a dazzle yeah. about that. Yeah. And like, we have a finite time on this rock, especially right. some of us who are north of camille's age here which is everybody um and like i want to spend that time doing some cool shit like yeah. you know last week it was hey nancy you should go to, to portland and report and she did and she contributed to the net sum of human knowledge True. at a crucial time and that's an if important you have not gesture. read all of nancy's pieces from portland you mm-hmm. should go do it it is incredibly valuable after reading all of those pieces <laughs> i felt like i finally had an understanding of what the fuck was happening in portland you and, I, do and that, i'm yeah. reading like everything i can get my hands on and there's just n- insufficient detail in these dispatches from major journalism pub- from major publications and media outlets only reason and only nancy given me a genuine sense that i understand what's happening there 
So there thank you, you for that. Thank I you, am very touched that you said that. I Doing do, the Lord's work. Without without trying to sound like falsely humble, guys, I seriously walked into the situation with a pad and two eyeballs. Yeah. That's it. Big, yeah. big eyeballs. They're, that's, they're that's very more than, big. more than most people I, are I have doing. very yeah. big eyeballs, yeah. but like other people could do that too. They could. But motivated, I don't. Motivated and maybe they are somewhere and, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just not reading it. Well, Michael Tracy is also doing a good job. We na- and we name checked him earlier. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. We Michael was there. So, yeah. <laughs> just say one final thing on this to Matt's point is that I do think this is consequential for one reason. I mean, you said Nancy goes to Portland and adds to the sum of our knowledge about this, which was pretty scant and, and, and pretty cloudy before. Is that I think this is, that's what this debate is about. That's it's right. a debate about with Nicole Hannah Jones. Is that the to say something that we own history now and that that we want to take history from people and take it away from this? That is the end of publishing. That is the end of historical debate. The thought that somebody owns history—what does that mean? Tell me what that means, Nicole. And then when you press her on the idea of history, it's like, well, it's journalism. So journalism is separate from history. What's journalism about you know, 400 years ago? Mm-hmm. Did you build a time machine and go interview people in a journalistic way? No, motherfucker. It's history. Mm-hmm. It's what you're doing. You're mining historical resources and sources to write a narrative about today. Your idea is about today. That's what you're trying to say. You're not trying to say it's journalism. You're trying to say it's activism, but you're missing the point. So you're saying it's journalism. Mm-hmm. It is actually activism. It is. Activism. If you want to use Absolutely. history... As a cudgel to beat people with in an activist way, fine, but just use the right words to say that we need to own it because other people owned it in the past is really shows you that she has no idea what she's talking about. Really shows you. Because if you look at specifically this issue, it's not even the, like the atomic bomb issue is a great issue, version of it too, is that the debates on this, do you think historians in this discipline sit around agreeing with each other for hundreds of years? God, no. And because you didn't know it existed doesn't mean it didn't exist because she didn't know it existed. Right. And the people who are buying the 1619 and trying to push it into schools, it's obviously they're pushing the schools. They're pushing journalism to schools, apparently not history. So I don't know why they're teaching kids history. That's journalism because Nicole Anna Jones says it's not history. <laughs> so the sense that like she's going out there and I'm doing a different thing. If you called it what it was, which is an activist message that says it's very rotten to its core. I get why Tom Cotton is exercised. Why do you pretend that you don't? I mean, I think Tom Cotton's a buffoon. But what is Tom? Who is Tom Cotton? Who are these Republican uh, senators? That, like Their whole thing is, when they go back to their constituency, when they go to the Heritage Foundation and give their talks, is to sort of wrap themselves in the flag and photos. Why not attack the person who is saying that the whole project was ruined from the very beginning? I get it. I get why they're doing it. I think it's a stupid thing to, you know, mess with right now when, as Matt pointed out, and I, I hope that we have this on tape, the trillion dollar deficit was last month, you know, trillion dollars in a month versus the entire time of, you know, the Tea Party movement. There are more important things to be concerned with. But the, the, the sense of what history is and what is it should be used for? Let's not pretend that this is the first time it's ever been used in a political way. It's used in a political way constantly. These walls are full of books where people are using history in a political way, but do it in a smart way. Do it in a way that is less sort of oafish. When you have four or five Pulitzer Prize winning historians of the era saying, this makes no sense. And everyone else eye rolls them and forms a circle around Nicole Hannah Jones. No one cares about history at that point. They care about protecting her project. And if anyone, if everyone was honest about it, I'd say, fine, great. That's fine. You defend it on the merits. 
You can't, but defend it on the merits. And the people on the right, too, who were attacking her, know nothing about this, this area of study either. Nothing. They're literally going to the World Socialist website to get, which you did a great job. <laughs> Conservatives are using a socialist website to make an argument against Nicole Hannah Jones. That shit makes a lot of sense right healing. now, actually. Makes that? a lot of sense right now, unfortunately. Let's uh, get out of here. You're just depressing me. You guys, all the time, you guys send me texts from people who I am actively trying to ignore. What do you want me to send you? I'm just hey. telling us during like, the good podcast. Things, like good things. You just send good things. But we got this fucking podcast to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so do I have to be unhappy we to do could, this podcast? Yeah, so do, you, do you think anyone's going to listen? This is like Camille Happy Hour? I think people would be interested in that. You know what I saw today that I really enjoyed? <laughs> a kitten. No one cares. Uh, Dave they Matthews the, what's Band the name concert. Of the, guy, the guy who passed <laughs> away that David uh, French wrote that beautiful oh, that um, was about Adams. Mike that Adams. was yes. beautiful um, wow yeah, I, I don't know that I can wow. add anything to it you should go find yes. this really yes. eloquent um, post that, and round that, it was the, round the piece right? was round well, yeah it, did, right, it was he, round he yeah. presented it yes there are yeah. all these facets to humans as may we all have yeah okay he did a beautiful elegant yeah. job it was it was quite no, moving no, move, i have french is killing tears, it like in multiple general. times yeah. and it was it's interesting because really i brought good. him up on the patreon episode i think right or did we do it in private might have been no it was in private yeah and i'd read that guy's columns before and i was like this guy's a nut i thought he was a nut you know mm-hmm. he's writing for town so, hall and sometimes he was like could be super nutty apparently. on a lot of yeah. things and reading that I felt bad. I felt bad about thinking that he was in that because you know the only dimension that you have, this sort of multi-dimensional thing that David French does, is the nut because that's what he's putting forward, right? right? And that's what he's getting the most attention for, et cetera. But there's a lot going on when someone kills themselves after being essentially run out of there. And, and I think it'd be wrong for people. Um, and I don't know if I assume conservatives have said this, but he was, you know, effectively canceled from his university and, and took a, took the ultimate horrible decision as a result of that it seemed from david french's piece that terribly troubled and complicated and uh, it was ter- it was very sad and it was i thought he did a very good job of it and weirdly uh, i shouldn't say weirdly that's mean surprisingly uh, which is similar to weirdly that the david french episode of this podcast was incredibly popular people sure. were not people sure. were not like did, did you did on you his crazy glenn was, glenn uh greenwald who we just released yeah. the previous episode with during the episode mentioned that he'd listened to the david french episode and really loved it it's so yeah. i mean this right. is but it's why, also i mean yeah. we just we're we're right. really good at this shit. You are. Good. <laughs> like you're very Dude, good. Mostly, yeah, but, no, this yeah. is true. I'm, I mean, I'm exceptionally. You're fortunate to have me. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's essentially what I'm getting at. As can, a host, can we, can we yeah. do another More 20 minutes? You know, have another 20. Uh, it says something that like, particularly with Glenn, who's an angry motherfucker. He's I not, mean, though. And that's pop, the thing. We know that he's him, not. Yeah. He's not. And on this, on this most recent dispatch, which you guys haven't had a chance yeah, to listen to yet, but it, if you're listening, you finally either posted it or you didn't. Recently. Matt, I'm not even going to fuck around with you today. Um, this, by the way, this uh, podcast was recorded the day Michael Dukakis did the tank ride. So I don't know if it's going to be up to date or anything, but it was. Oh my God. Which man, I'm to give you a hard time. 
eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Eyebrows. It's fine. Yeah. You yeah. know, a lot I will, of Willie Horton so, references. Yeah, why don't I just do the ads now? I need a booker for the podcast. I need a <laughs> booker. And I am interested in finding a quality editor who editor. I can trust. Yes. Every time I open Caviar, which is the only way I can actually not die of starvation when I live in Brooklyn, it is an app. They bring you food. You order mm-hmm. it. I, 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 I can't I, cook. Important I live in a neighborhood that has wife. stores. So. You horrible Farrakhan like sexist yeah. is in Virginia, so she is not cooking for you. Do you think my <gasps> wife cooks for me? <laughs> do you, well, what do you what do you what do you eat in Virginia? No, we just use caviar when we're here too. Oh, there? I yeah. mean, I don't even know. Honestly, you I'm not sure. Know. Like it's sometimes there are IVs and really? all sorts of things. Goats it's show it's up and throw themselves in the barbecue. It's, it's weird because you gain like 40 pounds. <laughs> yeah, our nanny, our no, the nanny was cooking before. You gained weight, lost weight, gained weight. Who gained and lost weight? Gained or lost weight? Oh, definitely gained weight. Everyone here. Oh, yeah. but, but I've been running again and stuff yeah. since yeah. I've been yeah. coming back to Brooklyn. So, yeah, this is a problem. I am, I am the <laughs> fattest <laughs> person in the world. Yeah, I met but, up with a friend the other day and I said, I'm so, I'm super fat. I'm like the heaviest way to bend. And she was like, me too. And I went and sat down and I was like, well, maybe it look, kind of looks like she is. Mm. And I was surprised. I was like, I shouldn't say anything because I wouldn't make the fat joke because she's going to be like, mm, yeah. and we're talking, and we're talking. And then at one point she's like, I'm really bored and all of this COVID stuff. And her husband's this guy that I love her. And then she was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm just fat. <laughs> so thanks for screw. That joke was like mean to me. Cause she's like, I'm at my top weight too. And then we get to like, Oh, look at us both. And then she's like, I have a human in me. And I was like, I have a burrito in me. And I ate like 20 minutes ago. So fat. Burrito, I'm baby. so fat. Ew. Yeah. So that person that we're trying to hire has got to be able to, Make me some food too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm hungry. All right. So, I'm so hungry. So, it does have to be a woman. Yes. There it is. <laughs> you see what I did there? Wow, you did. So, you were racist Boom. before and then you were sexist, Camille. Boom. Oh, my God. Really I, was gonna, I was gonna go well, even just, harder. No, I was gonna go chop off the last harder. five minutes for good. And I'm not I'm, gonna do it. I am chopping. I'm not gonna do it. No one is ever because hearing I'm this. Because I have a good catch. This is literally gonna be one of our 800 lost episodes. No. We have actually done more lost episodes than we've done found episodes. <laughs> That's, That's a lie. Yes. That is yes. a damn lie. We have one. We have one. We gotta... Those to translate up. this into like normal uh, language, and I don't mean that in any slur. And, That's and, fine. You know, don't it be is. don't be defensive. It's not. It's not. No, it's fine. Uh, don't be. Uh, <laughs> white people always judging. <laughs> That's white people telling me. First of all, why I can't, can't talk. There he is. Know what we saying? <laughs> we know. We know what we mean when we say what we said. That's why we said it. Yeah. Nigga. <laughs> One hand, what's the name of the Harper's Ferry? Uh, Camille uh, Foster. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That guy. Hayward Shepard. Oh, hey, yeah. Hayward Shepard? Hayward Shepard, yeah. So we know, we, need like, to know, we need to know more about that story. We've gotten, as not, I've thought about we've it. We've gotten a whole lot of feedback, and this is a Patreon episode stuff, and but it was like a really good Patreon no, episode. Great, like just, great just episode. if you're gonna pay like 10 bucks once and then unsubscribe. <laughs> Do it for that episode. It's so good. But Camille, so Look, we got, I we got the, Camille to the Sam Harris thing. It's like, if you can't pay for it, down tell me. Plaque, no, it was don't incredible. Do no, no, don't do that. Yeah, what the fuck am I talking about? Don't I'm not that. Sam Harris. No, Sam got money. He's got money. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we broke. Sam, you know what? This is what you should do. If you can't afford the $10, email Sam Harris. Tell him you can't afford it. Have him send the $10 to exactly. me personally. Yeah. And I'll send you the episode. Exactly. 
That's, that's a, what that you do. Sam Harris should be paying for this Email shit. Email Sam yeah, Harris. Reparations. Tell him, I love the fifth <laughs> column. I don't know. I don't know how I can afford it. Yeah. Please help. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there has been a a reaction among uh, certain libertarian adjacent people, people who either like have defined themselves as such before, but now are not, or like I used to be more and I kind of not now. Um, and who have reacted to the George Floyd uh, moment and the uh, uh, protests moments as a time to ding libertarians for being insufficiently sympathetic, empathetic with the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and as being sort of fundamental uh, to like a pre-existing problem that libertarians have always had. Right. I will rush to preface that this is obviously not a libertarian podcast. never has been. No, it's not. As we all know, it just sort of over-indexes, as Camille has rightly uh, said for a long time. And so we talk about stuff and we disagree with each other, with Nancy, with even Busty Whimsett mm-hmm. about various things, about all this kind of stuff. That's kind of the whole point. We sort of talk about stuff and try to. Particularly with Busty on on his uh, views yeah, of, uh, I mean, of phrenology. I mean, yeah, I know. And, Listen, uh, he's an engineer. What do you expect? This is what, how yeah. these people think. He's always talking about fast twitch muscle cells. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about, dude? It's weird. I mean, just the East Ethiopian, like it's different. He's like, uh, look at who all, wins the marathons. I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Can I say literally something? Literally, don't know what you're talking about. For- say, why didn't Africa conquer Europe? <laughs> that's that's what he said. Please try, Nancy. Also uh, no, inappropriate. What I was going to say, which is, uh, it's kind of neither here nor there. And I, it's a good drunk episode. I did- <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. Continue, Nancy. Like, look, there are a, a couple of moments or a couple of comments, and I see this on Twitter quite a bit of like. Oh, you guys say that you hate state power, that you hate federalization of a police force coming in and knocking people in the head. So and annoying. I, and, I, and I suspect that we probably lost that in the 35 minutes that we lost tonight. But that's what we were talking We were about. actually talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trust us that, that um, the skepticism of that is, is up to 11. I can't speak for everybody else. Like, I was going to say we, but I say I'm an adult, right? I'm not somebody reading Nozick in my college dorm room anymore. Don't, don't. Bad mouth knows. Uh, no, like <laughs> Anarchist Damn and Utopia is a great book, and like I'm not Damn that, right. The thing is different though, is that when you talk about these sorts of things in that kind of thirty thousand foot way, okay, let's take everybody out because we don't like the cops, we don't like them in Portland, we don't like them when they're federalized, we don't like. What do we have then? Mm-hmm. And then what do we do? Because I also care uh, that the people who are up against the ramparts cracking bones doing it and and like what they want is the opposite of what anybody that i know anybody who i know who ever read knows it wants and that's is that a real threat is that a small threat compared to the threat of sort of trump's stormtroopers i used to think yeah that's a small thing that we're overplaying qu- quite a bit and it's fun to piss on these people because they're stupid and they're, but i think in this moment it's more of a threat than i've ever seen it so maybe I'm a little attuned to it in in a way that I hadn't been before, where I just like make fun of them and they just be a good punchline. It'd be like Portlandia. I mean, it's a television show making fun of these people, but imagine those people in Portlandia had the reins of power. That, that sh- scares me a little bit. That you know? show ended its run in 2018. Okay. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, it's not funny anymore. It's not funny anymore. You have Jerry Nadler today saying, mm-hmm. well, 
doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Right. Doesn't thing exist. Is well, okay, fine. That's, that's fine. Cause this is the thing. I don't want to play semantic games with these people forever, but it's cancel culture doesn't exist. I don't know what happened to your husband and I don't know what happened to his coffee shop and I don't know what you want to call it. And I'm not telling tales out of school because you can fucking Google it. I don't know what that is, but I don't like it. It's not cancel. I don't care what you call it. What it is, I do not like. So Jerry Nadler, I don't know if this is an orchestrated sort of group where there's cells and the rest of it. But, you know, the mafia wasn't a thing. Remember that? <laughs> Every time you would ask, they had actually created, created an anti-Italian-American defamation league <laughs> to say that the mafia wasn't real. And it was started <laughs> by mafia. a member, no, the, the, the leader of a crime family. I think it was Joseph Bonanno. But they, they, he was the one who created it. And he was like, this is the ultimate fuck you. It's like, it doesn't exist. No, but I saw it. Who are you going to believe? Me or Lion Eyes? It doesn't exist. We're going to have a parade. I just killed your fucking cousin. That's my most man. He's a fucking gamook. I can't fucking believe it. You know, I mean, are you serious? What is it then, Jerry? Tell me what it is. Oh, my God. It's a bunch of dickheads running around, literally dressed up like the kids in South Park when they have like tinfoil on and like they're all taped up. Yeah. Oh, look, look at this. It's Somebody looks like a stormtrooper is those people, by the way. See, that's dressed up in their funny little outfits. But it's something. They are. Yeah. I don't know. What that's is. the shit that we lost too in the recording. Essentially, the 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 RICO statutes, the same sort of statutes, are what federal law enforcement abuses when they come into yeah. like states and they are cooperating yes. with local governments and they're stringing together these showy arrests that they're that they're doing, Those suggesting that-, that all of these kids that they're arresting for like marijuana trifling um uh offenses are effectively members of some massive criminal syndicate or that they're <laughs> like the most violent dangerous felons in chicago mm-hmm. and it's usually bullshit it's generally security theater it's those laws and the post 9-11 laws yeah security so theater. this That's is good. this is this is the bullshit that we're likely to get out of these ridiculous federal partnerships it's like one extreme or the other it's the president pretending that he's keeping America safe by sending in under underprepared, ill-equipped people who had been patrolling the southern border and stationing them in Portland in a very small area doing almost nothing. But when they do do something, generally doing it wrong and inflaming the situation or sending a handful of people to Chicago who will probably do nothing, but if they do manage to do something, it'll be performative and it won't actually fix any problems. So that's what we're left with. And I'll say this, that we, you know, for those of you who don't subscribe to the Patreon, because if you do, that you're in reruns right now, is uh, that when somebody in that universe of libertarians or ex-libertarians or whoever, the people that are on Twitter throwing shots and saying, well, you should care about this. You should care about this. And I always hate that premise of it. Don't tell me what I should be interested in, which I care about. Why don't I do that to you? It's a rather easy thing to do. Because I never hear you talking about the little girl that was shot in Chicago, the 15 people that were shot at yeah, the bullshit funeral home. Bullshit, concern, trolling. You don't, I, nothing you worse don't than care. Yeah. And let me, tr- let me do that to you. Like, I think it's a cheap tactic and I'm going to do it because you do it to me. Why do you not care about that? When you're talking about, oh, there's a there's, there's video of a comp doing a bad thing. You know, we're all on the same side. There's nobody can watch some of these videos. Like in Buffalo, I was just, I mean, that was the 
old guy, old white guy that was pushed down by another white guy. Yeah. And like this horrible it's thing left, ble- left bleeding. Yeah. And you know, some of the shit that I've seen from Portland too is like, God, what? Seriously? Yeah. And then I try to put myself in the situation like this is very hectic. This is, you know, there people are shooting lasers, but you know, trying to put yourself in that position. I'm, I'm trying to get the sense of like, why should I be more concerned? about that if you're judging at all times what i should be concerned about more than the utter charnel house that is chicago donald trump sending troops there you know yeah i know it's bad like he's doing this for a theatrical reason Mm -hmm. for the election he doesn't mean it he's a rat bag and if you've listened to this for four years you know he's a fucking rat bag nobody disagrees with that all right so what are you gonna do you're going to say, oh, there's a video that the guy did. No, I know. Let's talk about that. But do the other step. If you're going to tell me that I should be talking about X, Y, and Z, and that's your standard, that I get to dictate what you talk about because you're supposed to be concerned about these things. Okay. So is your only concern when cops are being dicks? Or are you concerned about what the cops are supposed to be preventing? Because maybe you should be concerned about that. Because if you look at Chicago, do you want to live there? Do you want to go there and say, this is where I'm going to raise my kids? This would be great. As Nancy says, this is my mother's house. I'm okay with them smashing it down. You okay with the fact that children here in, in, in uh, Brooklyn, the other night, Cypress Hills, guys, a video of it. Guy comes up, opens fire in a basketball court, kills a fucking 16 year old. Just open, like not even care, opens up. There's enough of these videos that you can see a million of them. Why are we only focused on cop videos? They're important. Right. They are important because these people have power to do things over you and it has the patina of legality and the law and you can't do anything about it. But you know what? Maybe it's time to start looking at those other videos and say, why are we not looking at the greater issue here? And and again, let's be very clear about this because you can take these things out of context to be clear about this and say that one can hold two fucking thoughts in their head at the same time. Right. Not hard to do. I think this is bad. I think the thing that happened to George Floyd, I don't think there's anybody alive that I would want to be friends with can watch eight minutes and 46 seconds and say, that's okay. That's what should have happened. No, that's horrifying to look at and it's bad policing, et cetera, right? So if we understand that, can we not go the extra level? Because forcing that conversation, right? Forcing the conversation about policing is also forcing a conversation about those neighborhoods. Because now we've retreated, police have retreated from those places in Minneapolis, they're retreating from a lot of places in New York, whether that's right or wrong, we can have a different conversation about that, why they're doing it. But as they retreat, those numbers go up. So this has opened up a different argument. Let's have it. We're not having it, are we? Because we're obsessed with being like, you know, the Gestapo, man, the fucking Gestapo, you stupid idiots. Do you know anything about the fucking Gestapo? No, because if you were in the clutches of the Gestapo, you never saw your family again. You didn't have to go and you know go to court three days later. <laughs> then get to walk home afterwards. Come on. I don't know. It's it's very frustrating in the sense that like one has to have one thought and one thought only. Why are you guys not talking about this? I'm sorry if we have been talking about this. I'm talking about it for many years. Why am I talking not talking about it right now? Because we spent the time of George Floyd's death talking about what happened to him and what this meant for America, and et cetera, et cetera. But what happened after that, am I supposed to ignore it? I'm supposed to not say that Chicago's on fire, Minneapolis is on fire, Portland's on fire, Seattle's on fire. 
if only we had a nicer police force, this never would have happened. No, no, those, those kids have, in Portland are coming to, with an idea in mind. And their idea is a little bit more 1917 in Moscow than I'd like it to be. <laughs> anyway. Let's do it. Bye. 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 We, we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horse. The Fifth Column.